Blog Talk Radio.
class network. what's happening. Hebrew Israelites perspective on current events. And I can hear me breaking a little bit. Y'all sorry about that. Hopefully I fixed that. So brothers and sisters tonight, uh, it's just really simple. Uh, the, the, uh, those of us that classify ourselves as Hebrew Israelites um, are sharing our perspective on current events. Brothers and sisters, it's really simple. Um, those of us that have come into this awakening of who we really are, it's just sharing our perspective on what is going on in our news, what's going on in our world, uh, what's going on in our country, and yes, what's even going on in our city. And really, what's going on a lot of times in our homes, all this is a part of current events because what's happening in your homes is happening all across the country. So this it's, it's really is current events. So we're just sharing it from a perspective of what if the African Americans of America and certain other people scattered throughout the four corners are really and truly the original people of the Bible? How does that change? Does it change anything going on in our world? Well, of course it does, because that would mean that a lot of things that they're going through is actually – prophetic and if it's prophetic you can actually change these things happen to them by doing what the Most High said these people call Israel are to do if we're going through what the scriptures say brothers and sisters I don't know about you but it kind of it actually encourages somewhat because you recognize that the Father definitely does, number one, know you. He is definitely number one in your life. Even though it may be uh, in a way you don't really uh, are happy about, at least you know that you are marked people, that you are people of purpose, destiny, and and even things like the fact that the Most High has called this people, uh, called Israelites, to be a beacon to the rest of the world, a light, in a pure form, in a pure form of worshiping Him. So a lot of the news we see is not new at all. It's prophetic. The Israelites have been living out these things forever. And they don't have to be curses, curses, curses. We don't believe just that this nation is just curse, curse, curse. The Bible talks about two types of blessings, blessings on the Israelites and blessings on individuals that turn their life over to the Father and seek him for wisdom and guidance on a daily. You don't have to be just cursed, curse, curse. Folks, Please to your brother tonight, because so many people out here just thinking it's about us being cursed. No, it's not. 
not it's not true. Brothers and sisters, it's not true. I said it's not true. We're not just cursed. If we obey and seek the Father and turn from our wicked ways, we can be blessed. And the Bible talks about, many scriptures talks about, if we pray in faith, believe, and we shall receive. If we agree as touching any one thing, I'm talking about the saints, those of, those Israelites that come together, that agree as a touching any one thing, it shall be done. The Bible even talks about, uh, as far as the Israelites are concerned, this could be to anybody, really, but he talks about, they're sick among you, calling for the elders of the church, laying hands on the sick. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Father would raise them up. It's not just about walking in curses. Please, brothers, do not adapt to any teachings where we just curse, curse, curse. That is not what I've ever said nor whatever will teach you can be blessed you can be you can have abundance in your finances yes you can absolutely yes you can you can have abundance of health yes you can oh yes you can Christ was the physical demonstration of the will of the Father and the Bible says many times in many settings he healed them all. So what does that mean? That means in this crowd of people, there had to have been some liars, cheaters, thieves. The Bible says he healed them all. So he was the express will of the Father. The Father wants us healed. Scripture says it like this. He wants us to prosper and help even as our soul prosper. So, brothers and sisters, again, you tune into the Five Smooth Stone Network, and I'm Brother Seth, and tonight we're talking about current events happening in our world, and we just want to thank you. I want to remind everybody before we get into the uh, thicker things to follow the Five Smooth Stone Network. Follow us. It's just that simple. Uh, so you can keep up with what's going on with us, what we're doing. I'm going to be doing some new things here in a little bit. I want to even talk about it now. Just follow us. I do mean new things, new venues. New venues. So um, stay in touch with us, brothers and sisters. We're putting out new shows a lot. We may be changing some of the shows we have, topics. Just follow us. You won't miss out, okay? Also, when you are blessed, because I know many of you are blessed by these shows, simply copy the address of the show. Copy at the top of the page. Just click up there and it'll highlight the address to www. You know, and copy and paste it in a, in a memo or in a, in a in a message. Send it to your friends. Let them know this show bless you and really answer a lot of your questions. And you think it will answer a lot of their questions. And send it to your friends. And many of you have sent me compliments over over the years. I encourage you to keep doing the same. I, I need it. Um, it, it. Encouragement always goes a long way. Some of you have questions about this, that, and the other. Some of the things that have been said on the show. Send me emails at Seth S is in Sam or Sierra E T H Seth 
dot M as in Mary, dot Turner, like Ted Turner, Tina Turner. Y'all know those names, the only reason why I use them. Seth.M.Turner at Gmail. Send me emails, brothers and sisters. All right? Uh, and, and that's at gmail.com. Um, and let me know uh, any questions or comments you have about the programs. All right? Lastly, those of you that are listening online, remember, brothers and sisters, um, if you want to get in on the action, you want to ask a question, make a comment, call 914-205-5590. One more time, 914-205-5590. All right? So I'm going to go to the phone line and uh, bring on our first co-host for tonight. These days, I don't know who's coming on. We like to do everything organically. So... Um, Actually, I like to know ahead of time, but it's happening that it ends up being organically, so I don't end up knowing who's going to be on the show today, uh, and we definitely don't talk about the show, so y'all are doing a lot of things organically, is what I was trying to say. Uh, but let's go to the phone lines, all the way to Tyler, Texas, to bring on the one and only brother, Ken Wynn Castleberry, who's been a faithful co-host. I don't think this brother missed a show, uh, and I appreciate that. I know everybody's busy and got their own schedules, but it's just nice with you have somebody as devoted as, as he is, and I appreciate it. And any other co-host that is able to come on with their busy schedule, as much as they're doing, it's, it's amazing they even come on at all. Um, so I, I thank them as well. Brother Kenwin, your line is open. Uh, go ahead and say hello to the people, brother. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Uh, glad everybody made it in. I'm glad to be in. Uh, as you know, I'm a truck driver, so I guess that's why I'm always available. <laughs> yeah, so I'm traveling, traveling, y'all, and I got plenty of time on my hands. And I like the show. And uh, just one thing, if you know anything about me, you know that these are the type of conversations that I really enjoy having. And, uh, Seth, you do a good job in uh, presenting them. Um, but I did hear your opening speech, and I'm ready to get into it. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. And also we have a brother, uh, John Clark, who is normally our moderator, but lately he hadn't been able to do that. But it's always good to see him in the house. He is one of those that are really busy. And anytime anybody spend any time with us, we just are really appreciative. And so, Brother John, all the way in Inglewood, uh, California, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, what's going on, brother Castleberry? Hey, 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 brother John, how you doing? All good, it's all good. Um, sorry about that. One sec. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, it's good to be on as always. Uh, I'll be straight up though. It's like this. I don't know what the uh, current events are this week. <laughs> it's been it's been busy. Um, <laughs> right. I, I know that. Yeah, I, I know that there's going to be something that comes up, and we will all be able to have a little bit of uh, input in. But my goodness, I haven't really watched the news except that which may have popped up on Facebook or something like that. That may have been just flipping through. So, yeah, like you said, that's organic. Well. And, and that's okay because uh, while you may not have watched the news this week, current events have to do with what's going on right now. 
and it don't mean you have to watch the news every week. Personally, I don't either. But uh, I know what's going on with the abortion issue. I know about the, for instance, the one governor of uh, Virginia, um, Ralph North Northen, who uh, the, the 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 comments he made about the uh, about a fetus. Uh, 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 taking life, and I may play that clip, maybe. But I want to talk about abortion, and uh, there is a lot of talk about um, funding being going out to these young ladies uh, to go outside of the country. Abortion is going to change the way we live our lives, brothers and sisters. Not we, per se, but a lot of people is having to rethink how they act socially, sexually. So I wanted to hit that because a lot of so-called black people don't talk about abortion. But that's one of the things I'm getting to it is It is very, very hot topic. I don't know if some of y'all have been sleeping on the rock or not uh, listening to us tonight, but Roe versus Wade has been reversed. Roe versus Wade has been reversed. And so now it is illegal to get an abortion in America. So what does that mean? Well, that means that... Uh, uh, you can no longer use abortion as a birth control method. So the sisters are livid. I mean, they are just really upset. They feel like the government is trying to control what how they should govern their bodies. and It's just not pretty right now as far as abortion. Okay, uh, If you tune into the networks that's talking about it, it's hot as fire. If you don't, you just will walk around and think, you won't hear nothing about it because not everybody is in that life. Not everybody's getting abortions, but there's enough to where there's millions of babies haven't been uh, murdered, and that's one thing on the on the on the on, on the um, on the on the topic tonight on the uh, on the boards tonight to talk about. But there's there's many things going on, brothers and sisters. Uh, John, like you were saying, you don't have to watch the news every every week. All you got to do is just be a citizen in America. All you got to do is be a black man. What you're going through every day, like I was telling Brother Ken with some weeks ago, you don't have to keep up with the news like that. You, you are the news. You are the news. Things that are going on with you, I guarantee, will resonate with most men listening to this show. Pains that you're going through right now is would resonate with most men listening to this show. That, Vince, so it don't have to be top news, you know. So, brothers and sisters, again, we just thank you for your time tonight. Again, we have Brother John Clark all the way in England, California, Brother Kenwin, Castleberry, and Tyler, Texas. I'm somewhere in Texas, and we may be joined by other co-hosts. But before we get deep, I just wanted to... Um, talk about a few other things. First of all, if you missed yesterday's show with Brother Kenwin Casper and myself, where we talked about the upcoming book on white supremacy, um, y'all missed the treat. Did they not, Brother Kenwin? Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I would like to do this. I haven't done this before, but you've been riding along with me on that show for a while. And just a little promo for the Sunday night show, because I don't talk about it that much, brothers and sisters. And I'm telling y'all, Y'all are missing out because when I say the word white supremacy, most of y'all think of the people how hell, hell, Hitler, and all of that, and that has very little to do with white supremacy. White supremacy is a is a religion, I think, of America. 
you may be a Christian, but you better darn sure be a Christian through the eyes of white supremacy in America. That's the way they would have it. You may be, you may worship the Father, but the way these people have it, they'll try to control how you worship the Father. I guess what I'm saying is very hard to even worship the Father without the lens of white supremacy, if that's all you ever been taught. If the person that introduced God to you introduced God to you in a bottle, in a bottle through a lens, you have got to pray and ask the Father to remove that lens so you can see him even clearly. And this is something that happened to me years ago when the Father revealed to me I was a white supremacist. I want to go to Brother Kenwin at this time. Brother Kenwin, take about no more than I do mean put a little mental clock in your head. No more than about 45 seconds. What have you gotten from the show of the shows where we've been talking about the, my book, uh, 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 The Myths of White Supremacy Are a World's Ruling Religion, uh, a, a World's well, Ruling Covert, Covert Religion, because it's not overt, it's covert. <laughs> Secretly done. Again, one more time, the name of this show and the name of the book is The Myths of White Supremacy, Our World's Covert Ruling Religion. What do you what have you got from the show that you would have never thought of elsewise? Well, uh I got I've I really got that it's definitely worldwide. And but most importantly that you've been pointing out is that you've been breaking breaking it down and the details of it. Uh, kind of making it seem as uh, you know, on the level of the basically to say it nicely, uh, that the ignorance that we're kind of all up under and, uh, not, you know, it's, it's all in our language. It's in our, uh, you know, little, little things that we do and take for granted. Um, you're able to spot white supremacy in just the littlest of areas, which is to show how we all kind of will have it in us. Even us, uh, Israelites who, who talk very negative, negatively about a lot of things, uh, it's in us to, unfortunately, the really uh, uh, PowerPoint that really kind of got me a little shook on that one. Um, but most importantly about your book uh, that I that really stands out is that uh, you are uh, self turned just an average guy who is attempting the impossible. Uh, it's just the your, your fight that's in you to want to try to eliminate this, you know, uh, uh, white supremacy. And I think just that struggle in it is, is uh, you know, is awesome in itself, man. Just the fact that you're even giving it a try. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. And I wanted him to say that because if Brother Kenwin got that, and he's a co-host on the show, imagine what some of the callers are getting. First of all, it ain't my truth. It's what the Father revealed to me. So there's no way remotely I can glory. He showed me I had this sickness, and he is showing me that the sickness is still on me. I'm just cured more than most people. I just see it. And I invite my friends to point out if they see it in me. My wife knows to point out if she see it. We are in a war against white supremacy. And really all evils. So I just want to share that with you. This is happening Sunday night, brothers and sisters. You're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing out if you're not tuning in, okay? On Thursday night, 
we had on Soleil West. Uh, in 30 seconds, what did you think of Soleil West show? We did something a little different. We may be doing we may be doing this in the future where we do something completely different on the Five Smooth Five Network. It may not just be a traditional open forum where we're talking about some of the things we talk about so often. So in 30 seconds, what did you think of that, brother? Uh, I think that show was very inspiring. Uh, just to know that uh, 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 we we still got uh, young people who's very determined to make an imprint in this world and uh, set their dreams up high and they're they're working toward it and it's just a beautiful thing, man. And I and I wish her the best. Yes, 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 Soleil West. So we appreciate that. That was a little different kind of a show, and we saw the. Versatile brother Kenwood and Cecilia. Folks, tonight again we're talking about current events. We do this on all on Monday, so we have shows now Sunday, Mondays, and Thursdays. That's why I went through that little side road there. Uh oh. Uh oh, something happened. Anybody hear me? I think. I think we're here, Brother Kenwin. I think there may have been something that went amiss on Brother Seth's side. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. All right. So um, that being said. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I was, uh, no, I was just about to, uh, you know, start speaking about Seth. When he um, started the show, he had mentioned some key things. And um, I'm hoping that we touch on that, man, because I, I barely disagree with him on on these things that he opened up the show with, and I'm looking forward to getting into that, because that's at the very core uh, you know, of my belief, you know. I, oh, we can hear you now, Seth. Okay, sorry about that, brothers and sisters. Um, this phone, I was talking, I was trying, y'all, I was doing an experiment, to be honest. I was on another phone I was trying to talk on myself, giving it another shot with my home phone being the backup phone. Anyway, that fell through. So back to what I was saying. Sorry about that again, brothers and sisters. Um, I just want to ask, uh, what was that, to be honest with you? Lord, I tell you. Uh, we were speaking about uh, 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 the the model, the, your little cousin, the model, and uh, right. wishing her the best. Right, right. And I just want to switch gears back to the show on current events. And I was just saying, abortion is on the table. Also, brothers, we can talk about CRT. Gay rights is always on the table because <laughs> these people are rising in power. Folks, we're going to look up and everybody is going to be gay just about. I mean, the way this thing is going, well, if they can get rid of the scripture. Hold what? on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me explain. I saw this. It was just my mind kind of kind of uh, imagining, but I, I kind of believe it. Think about it. Listen, no, listen. Man. I say most. I say most. I didn't say all people. Listen, I'm talking about 30 years from now. Watch this. If the black man is not respected and he already feels like a boy, and the sisters are rising in power, and lesbianism in the black community is just skyrocketing. It's, if the saints don't stand up, if it, is, it is poised to become a way of life. That's the whole purpose 
That's the one world government's what they want. Hear me out. These folks still can be saved, I believe. I say that, I'm going to say it again. I still believe they can be born again. How can you say that? Well, ain't you born again? Don't you have some sins you don't want to talk about on this, on this, on this network? I'm talking to you caller, not the co-host. Isn't there some things you're doing right now if we all fit, found out would be like, oh, my God, you're not even saved then. How are you going to say these people that are lesbian and homosexual is not saved? I don't believe that. I think they're believers that have a problem with their flesh being out of control. So I think if we don't stand up against these folk, yes, America's going to be pretty much a gay, just like Europe. Just don't, if you don't believe me, not a problem. Let's just, let's just take a plane right there and go up to Europe. They have unisex bathrooms. We're following that them. Mean, that, that, does not, that does not put uh, a label of gay across the general populace. What that does is that it puts a general label of gay acquiescence. You may acquiesce to the fact that there is a, uh, uh, a unisex bathroom and you don't dispute it and you're like, hey, it's a unisex bathroom. I'm not concerned with that. But that doesn't mean that you're gay. That just means that it, it, you acquiesce to whatever the laws of the land are. It doesn't make you gay. Okay, let me say this. Well, we can talk about this. This is good because I could be wrong. This is one time I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I really hope I'm wrong. But I'm looking around, brothers and sisters, and I'm seeing people that are they they say they're straight. They act like they're straight, but you and I know difference because we're hearing about a lot of these men that are, you know. So my point is, really look at the. Let's just first start with the white community because whether or not we like it, and I hate saying it, but it's the truth. We really are following that culture, these people. We are we are enamored by them. We just we are really following as a people, white people. I'm they are, object, <laughs> hold on a second, let me get at my point and I'll make it quick quick. How can we not? What other model is there? Now if there's this grand movement of Africa pan Africanism not uh, not pan at but um if there's this grand, uh, even a fad or something where we're trying to be more like Africans, it, 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 it's not it's not sticking to us as a people. We got little young people that may want to wear their, put a hole in their ears, a big hole in their ear, or put a hole in their nose, something like that. But in terms of our people, 40 million following, anything other than Europeanism, please show me where that is. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We are following Europeans because deep inside, that's all we know. So if these people is leaning towards homosexuality, just look for us to do it. Go ahead, Brother John. Okay, so homosexuality is not simply a European phenomenon. Obviously, it could not be if you have Sodom and Gomorrah being Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know that at that stage in the Bible, that had to have been nothing but people of color. Nothing but. Uh, you, you, you're talking about uh, a couple of generations, or I should say a couple, probably 10 generations away from the flood. 
And so you have Sat you have uh you have uh Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth, and we all know that these were people of color and now you go uh several generations from that, you're trying to say that now we have an entire colony of people without melanin and that's Sodom and Gomorrah. No. That that uh, homosexuality we all know is a spirit. It's a spirit, and the people in Europe may embrace it more so because okay. of a lack of whatever you want to call it. But it is not simply a white phenomenon, nor it never has been. And so, I think that that, in my opinion, is a misnomer. We're looking at current events from what the advent of of really European society taking over what is that seventh century AD maybe uh, you have Rome picking up force around 300 BC going on into AD and Rome was not just simply a quote unquote uh, white um, empire it spanned a lot of different types of persons uh, because obviously they would conquer they would conquer a people and then assimilate that people into Roman thought. And just, just similar to what we deal with today, but they were not white um, in and of themselves. There were, there were white people there, yes, but they were, there were a lot of different people. So you probably are doing a disservice to white people. They probably reject that thought for you to make a comment like that. I'm just saying. Well, again, I'm not talking about all white people. I'm talking about a movement. I'm talking but about. You can't say all white people. I say white. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean those people that classify themselves as white. The overall trend is not another country in a, in the world with such a high population of homosexuality, gay, lesbian, LBGT, whatever. Okay, then the but white country. Huh. You said there's not another country. I said, what, what country are you referring to? European countries, plural, all of them. Okay. And America. Okay. So their highest so, there. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Their highest in those countries than anywhere. It, it very well may be, Okay. But the only thing that I'm disputing is that you can't make a blanket statement because it's flawed at its inception. When you make that blanket statement, it's flawed. And when you say, like, for instance, that we'll look up, let's call it 50 years later, <laughs> and we are all gay. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of people here in the United States who were probably staunch opponents uh, against the notion of, let's say, same-sex marriage or whatever the case may be. And now they are okay with the notion of it. That doesn't make them gay. That just makes them willing to be pliable towards something that is ungodly. That's all that it is. And to be honest, if, if you they participate in the act, if they participate huh? in the act, are you saying they're not gay? Am I understanding you right? Uh, Here's the thing. There's a difference between 
a person who steals and a thief. If a person participated in an act, let's say they were, they're, they're, let's say they're, they're 35 and they did some gay stuff back when they were in college. Does that make them gay? Back in college they were. No, no. Back in college they were not because you <laughs> okay. can be gay. Just, well, I'll tell you what. i tell you what. You walk up to somebody in a sexual act, two men, and they're in college, and you say you're not gay, you're just going through something. Nobody's going to agree with you. And for the, I'm not looking for, for them to agree with me. I'm looking for someone who understands the word of God and the way that things actually work. I don't look for a bunch of 19, 20-year-olds necessarily understand this. Let's just say if you're right. Hold on, let me let you finish. I don't want to over talk you. Go ahead. Were you done? No, I, I was listening to you. Okay. If that's the case, people that are sinning right now, we can't say that they're doing what they're doing. You can just say they're going to a face. Yes, you can. I mean, really and truly no, and truly. No, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just let you, just came to a pause, so let me get this out real quick. If that's the case, what you just said, that there's a time in your life you can be doing something, but that don't make you that because you're going through a phase, you can say to the guy that killed his first person, you're going through a phase, you're not really a murderer, right? Yes, you can't say that. Because a murderer is is that is a ongoing lifestyle. Okay? That is a state of being. Okay? Whatever you may have done, Seth, you I don't you don't even have to say it. If you have changed, you no longer do it, you no longer entertain it, that is that is no longer you. It's not in your fabric anymore. I'm not talking about people that have changed. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody in the middle of the act. You were saying in the middle of the act, I don't know, no, bring up nobody to change. We know about people that are going to change. I'm not saying that. I'm saying people that is in the middle of the act, you was talking as though they can unnecessarily be that particular thing. See, people, the reason why I'm saying, let me say this, John. The reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because people are listening. And... You know, right. the thing I like about you, you have this canty ability to talk as though we're on the phone with each other and nobody else is listening. And you're still holding it down. You're still going to represent. You're still going to be John. But I like to think of people listening to the show later. Now, do I think people go through phases where they ain't really bought into kissing a girl? They just kissed the girl because they're in college experimenting. Yes, I understand that. But the moment they kiss a girl, especially right after that, they kiss another girl, and they kiss another girl, and they kiss another girl. Okay, <laughs> they are participating in what we call homosexuality. You mean a girl? They, kiss, they have to kiss. I'm talking about two girls kissing. You probably have to qualify if, that if, statement. If some girl kissed a girl, experiment and. And they liked it, and they said, I ain't going to do it no more. I can't say it's a homosexual. I, that's the only time I agree with you. But now she keep going on and on. So, with, 
Again, folks, we're talking about current events. You're tuning to the Five Stone Network tonight. His brother John Clark is going at it here up there, in, all the way up in Inglewood, California. And we have on the line also brother Kenwin Castleberry. Really appreciate your time tonight. All right, we're just talking about current events, and this is hot as it gets. Gay rights. So we're just kind of going through for those who just just came in. And again, in the chat room, go ahead and start chatting if you want on the topic, and I'll try to get those comments to the panel when I can, if I feel, if we have time. So, Brother John, I hear what you're saying. Brother Ken, well, you've been quiet for a while. What do you think on this? You think people, what do you, think, you agree with Brother John? You kind of understand or what? Uh, well, I'm under the understanding that this world will get bad. It's going to get real, real bad. Uh, so if you was to make a statement saying that a lot of our uh, men who are not in the truth um, was subject to be homosexuals, you know what I'm saying, in the next 50 years or whatever, I, I, I'm not going to agree or disagree with that, man. Um, if you was to say that our black men that are not in the truth will gun each other down in the next 30 or 40 years, and we'll become a super minority if you well, were to interrupt you. Allow me to interrupt you just to make a correction because you, you said it twice now. I want you to understand what Brother Seth's saying, not just those outside of the truth, those inside oh. of the truth. We'll be gay? Yeah. I mean, well, hold on. Are you talking about your truth? or the, I mean, as far as I'm keeping the law of Israelites, does that mean? I'm talking about people that okay. are reading thousands. I'm talking Gentile about doctrine? I, I'm, hold on a second. I'm saying, as far as what Brother Seth is saying, I believe that this country is going down the way of homosexuality, just like all the other nations have done before us. We looked up and we read about all these cultures way before, thousands of years ago, how the whole population was pretty much like that. We're just repeating a cycle. It can happen. I, I could be wrong. Brother John could be right. Hopefully he is right. Hopefully this is one time... I hope I'm wrong, and I hope you're getting ready to disagree with me. I really do. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm looking at black men, and we're getting more and more feminine. Our women getting stronger and stronger, and they think it's a cute thing. They think it's great to be this strong black woman. Nothing wrong with being strong. But doggone, look across the fence at all these other women and kind of take some notes from them. What does strong mean? These women are usurping authority over men, and they are oftentimes able to wield power in terms of dollar bills because that's what a lot of us think is power, money. And I'm talking about a lot of us in the church and, and definitely outside the church. And these women men get more and more money, more and more power, more and more power over us. And that's who the powers that we want to deal with. I, I cannot see the black male being stronger unless he turned to the most high. And I mean really turn to the most high in every area of his life, and this is a small remnant. I don't see it being the bulk of our people. That's just where I'm at. So what did you have to say about that, Brother Kenwin? Okay, well, uh, Israelites that that, uh, keep the law, I just don't see that being their fate. If anything, I see them uh, dying in the streets for protesting the, 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 the foul we see in, you know, in this dying nation and uh, people killing them for it. But as far as to seeing them themselves um, subject to be gay and things fall to sin, uh, no, I'm not I'm not seeing that part. Uh, but, yeah, I do agree this country is going downhill. Um, 
Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. Okay. But, John, go ahead with your point. I just want to get Brother Kenwin in there, you know. Um, go ahead with your point. <laughs> okay. Simply put, I, I could sum it up like this. If you have ever stolen, ever, and you steal no more, are you a thief? No. And therein lies my point. That's the only thing that out of all that we've stated, that's all that I'm trying to state, is that Billy's at the frat party with, with his with his friends or whatever the case may be, they're drinking booze or whatever the case may be, that are a doc. And something takes place, and Billy wakes up the next day, and everybody knows what Billy did. Well, I don't know. However the scenario goes, a single act does not a gay person make. Let me tell you what, matter of fact, matter of fact, I would say, I would even venture to say that a person, there's a vast, vast difference between a person who is doing things down low, doing things down low, and they are ashamed of what it is that they do. Compared to a person okay. who quote unquote. Can I, can I interrupt? Yeah. I just wanted to clarify so I can be on the same page, brother. Are, are we still sure. talking one time, or are you saying that they're doing it multiple times and they show hate what they're doing? I mean, Billy is that what you're once. saying? Or are you saying they did it one time? Billy did it once. <laughs> In my given scenario, <laughs> <laughs> Billy did it once, okay? And let's say Tommy, Tommy did it once and he liked it, you know, so he did it multiple times, okay? I'm going to put both of these guys back in college, okay? And the reason why is because let's say Tommy continues to do it for five years. Let's just say. My point is, is that today, today, there is a very big difference from the person who does it once and then comes, quote, unquote, comes out and says, this is who I am. This is who I am. And matter of fact, I will give you a scripture. <laughs> I'll give you, I bet you're thinking, now, what scripture could you possibly give? Let's just say that it ain't the one that you gave because there's been no scripture that have come forth as yet. All right? Israel. They come out of Egypt. They are given the law. And there's a particular scripture that talks about a man who was picking up sticks on the Sabbath. Do you all remember this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Folks, do you actually think out of approximately five to seven million people, which is what that number was coming up out of Egypt, that that was the only person that actually did some type of work, as small as it may be or great as it may be, that's the only person that did some type of work on the Sabbath? Oh, well, we can't insert that it was more, though. We can't, we we can't. can't do that. We cannot. That's the reason why it's a rhetorical question, not meant to be answered. Do you think right, right. that he was the only one? And I'm not saying that he was or wasn't. All I know is that he was emboldened 
He didn't try to do anything under the cover of darkness. Well, I don't consider the Sabbath being nighttime anyway, but he didn't try to do anything covertly. He was out there for all of Israel to see, picking up sticks on the Sabbath. We all know his demise. They took him to Moses. Moses went and spoke directly to the Most High God. The Most High God said, take him out and stone him. Folks, there are plenty of instances where people did work on the Sabbath. Matter of fact, if you look in the book of Kings and the book of Chronicles, you will find instances where people, matter of fact, people, you're not supposed to go into the temple and you have not been cleansed. You're not supposed to take of different things that are, uh, um, uh, what's the word, I'm the holy, and you have not been cleansed. But I can remember, I want to say it was Hezekiah. He prayed to God and said, look, you know, we're just now getting this thing back together again. Please overlook these people. My point is, it's the heart of a man that's judged and not the action. And so if you have that person who did what they did, who, I don't care if it was three weeks ago, honestly, if they are repentant in their heart and they turn 180 degrees to go the, the other direction, then that is not a gay person. That is not a homosexual. That person is just like you who wants to do the right thing, but th- when they look up, there is sin in their members. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can dig it. And, yeah, right. and there's said- a law, he says, Paul says, I find this law that whenever I look to do the right thing, there is this, there's this law that comes up, a sin in my members. So whenever I want to do the right thing, I do the wrong thing. And what I want to do, do whenever I try not to do the wrong thing or, or, or vice versa, it's like, woe is me. And if you go to the next chapter, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the, uh, the law of the spirit of death, but after the spirit of life, in Christ Jesus. There are by the spirit man, by the spirit man, right. Right, by the exactly. spirit man. Right. Exactly. So all I'm saying, well, keep in mind, relate to anybody, though, in Christ. Exactly. Exactly. What I was just about to say, the, 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 this example is for someone who's in Christ. So to be honest, I don't give a dog on if they did it yesterday. If they are repentant and they turn away from that today, and by 8 p.m. they're doing it again, and they repent, and then by 8 in the morning, they're doing it again. What are you to say? I can tell you what you are to say because they asked the Messiah, how, how many times should we forgive our brother? Seven times? No, seven times 70. And if you know how to do good things and you are, you are mankind, your God has given you an example. He continues to forgive you for the truly penitent heart. The truly well, yeah. penitent heart. The truly penitent heart well, doesn't mean that you won't do it again. It just means that you're broken in your spirit about what it is that you've done, the victory that you didn't get, the loss that you just took. Okay. So, well, go ahead, Brother Kim. Well, My bad. No, I, I, I just got these little nitpicks that I just kind of want to, 
I, I got Wait, Paul him, separated. I got Paul standing alone and separated from the other apostles. You know, he's that he's you that brown that. penny. He's that brown penny, and the rest of them are are quarters, dimes, and everything. You know, uh, Paul is apostle Paul to the Gentiles. The and, but you talking about Paul who sat under the feet of Gamaliel, who was taught by the Messiah himself for three years in in the desert. The Paul who said plainly that when I came to the disciples, they not they were not one whit, not one whit above me. The same Paul that even Peter said that these things that Paul speak of, they're hard to be understood, and many people twist them. Paul, trust and believe. I understand how the Hebrew Israelites have a beef with Paul uh, in general because I've dealt with Actually, we don't. You didn't let me finish. I'm not saying all of y'all. I'm just saying if if you and I both were to, to do a poll, Hebrew Israelites have a hard time dealing with Paul because Paul causes issues the general doctrine of Hebrew Israelites. Uh, well, he, he, his teaching to the Gentiles are different from that of the he Jews, and, but I'm not advocating that the that the Gentiles have the law. I'm not advocating that. I understand it. That, that's Paul, our baby. I totally get Paul, that. You know, Paul taught to the Jews and the Gentiles, and the way that we know this is if you go back to Romans, and he says. You who know the law, who says that? Well, who knew who knew the law? Well, the Jews. Yeah, but okay. I don't want. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yes, we do know there are Jews in Rome and Jews in scattered all through Europe. We do know that. Uh, However, uh, the main two ways you can see them arguing about that in Acts, um, the Jews get taught the Jew way to Christ. The Gentiles got taught the Gentile way to Christ. If you can't, I'm cool with that. It was that's some of the reason why there was beef with Paul with the Jews. Uh, the Jews that, that James taught, the Peter taught, that John taught. Uh, well, these I, Jews I, all put hands on Paul, and uh, okay. the reason why is because they thought that Paul was telling the Jews that are in Europe and stuff to not follow the laws of Moses. And and Paul told him he didn't do that. Uh, you want to read it? We can read it. We can no, go no, right no, to it. No, I I agree with uh, with what they thought they saw the old, um, you know. Yeah, uh, but today uh, we're, we're still doing today, it. Though. Today, today though, hear me out. We found out that those apostles were wrong. Paul squashed the apostles. The apostles that came against. No. Uh, listen, hear me out. The ones that came against Paul initially, I think, came around. Paul said he didn't come to destroy the law. Christ said he didn't come to destroy the law. Paul further right. elaborated on why Christ came. Those apostles before Paul preaching the law, Paul made it very clear, don't put on the Gentiles something we couldn't do ourselves. Exactly. Hear me out. I don't play around with the law as far as going back and forth, do we keep it, do we not. I keep telling everybody, you keep as much of that law as you can. Not picking and choosing like, oh, I'll do this. I mean, what's, I put it like this. You, 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 we are required 
to do something that would not offend the law in any way. We are to love our neighbor as ourself. You don't have to go around hollering about the law. Just say love your neighbor as yourself, and you won't commit adultery. You won't lie. You won't cheat. You won't steal. Automatically. You don't even have to say the law. Just say love your neighbor. So Paul came along saying that. Some kind of way, because he don't say the Ten Commandments like, no, you got to say it like this, thou shalt not. Or because he don't say that, people get all technical. And knowing knowing that they couldn't keep it, their forefathers can keep it, their forefathers can keep it. So you seem like to me people would be trying to find a way to please the Father than trying to go back and do like our forefathers who didn't please the Father. So I'm thankful for Paul, Apostle Paul. I understand what he was saying. They couldn't keep the law. And these Israelites, they're out there, and I'm not talking about, and I gotta, we got to quit saying these Israelites because the people in New York does not represent the millions of Israelites all over the world. They don't. And, I, and I'm almost to a point where I only want to talk about them because they're so small in numbers compared to older people in the churches that believe we're Israel, and they just ain't out there saying nothing. There's a lot of people believe African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel, without, and they're not even young. They ain't even uh, less than 50. So we got to quit talking so much about the Hebrew Israelites as though these folks in New York own it. They don't. They don't represent us. They don't represent our nation. They don't. They don't. They're not Israelites. They're not Hebrew Israelites like we say. They are just a fraction of Hebrew Israelites. We've got to stop that. No hatred on them because they are our legs. They are, they're going to be the ones that come around. I've seen them already. They don't change. They don't preach that hate like they used to. They don't. I've seen them change. And I know what's happening. I ran into some older people that be like, y'all smoking on something. I know what happened to them. They don't, you go, just Google them now. They don't quite sound the same. So I've been talking a while, but I just want to say, I hear you, Brother Kenwin. I hear you. But re-examine Paul. Reconsider this, Paul. All right. Uh, okay, I will do. Will do, man. Uh, I definitely want to read this scripture. Go ahead. I definitely want to. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to turn in the Bible to, 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 to uh, see, I want to go to, Second Peter's, if I can find it. Hold on one second. Uh, well, do yeah, let me get that scripture. Y'all can go ahead. I'm do trying to find while, it, man. Do my favor. Do my favor while you while you're doing this. Try your best to make a mental clock and try not to spend no more than another minute on this. Here's why: the vast majority of people do not even believe we're Israel. Listening to us, probably. The vast majority of people do not know about this Paul thing. Everybody I read never heard about it. This is only something that the Hebrew Israelites, these young people, have an issue with. So most of them not listen to the show. Our shows lean towards older black people, kind of over 40, I would say. Some young people listen. So I don't want to spend a lot of time with, with this because I don't think it's going to be relevant. I don't want to bore the callers and they fall asleep on us. 
or, or but worse, hang up. So I don't mind you getting it out, what you're saying, because you've spent time and you've, you've paid your dues to be able to share on this show. So go right ahead. I just don't want to spend a whole lot of time because some other issues I know they can relate to, kind of like the abortion issue we just talking about or the homosexual. That, that, that's America. But go ahead. Okay. Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 15, uh, an account that the long-suffering uh, of our Lord is salvation. <clears throat> uh, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things of these things, and which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest. They rest on this epistle. And they do also the other, and they do uh, and they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Uh now he's not talking bad about Paul, but he is given a, a, a very warning. For when you take something Paul is saying, and then you go to our Christ and you and you try to put them together, uh, uh, like a precept. But if you miss out on the point on who's being taught to who, like uh, if you say if Christ was to say something about how um, uh, heaven and earth shall pass away, so anything the prophets were saying uh, won't come to pass. Or or anything like you try to precept that to to we know all things or something Paul said you know what I'm saying and if you I mean you can get lost in these scriptures into your own destruction because you missed out on the you're collaborating Paul's teaching okay, as if Paul's teaching is the number one and everybody else is second go ahead go ahead I'm done let's I'm do done. this because. You're throwing a blanket out and people are listening to you. And I'm going to tell you what, what's going to happen. People don't know you. And a lot of people think less of you than they should. Some people think more than you than they probably should. And some people think, see, probably the way they should think of you. So for those people that say, this man said this, it's just the truth, without going and researching it on their own. But there's people that do that. Take one at a time. I'm going to only hit this because you threw a blanket statement out there. I have to do it now because there's some people that be listening by the king and say, he was on this show, man. I know he know what he's talking about. They don't know. Just because we're on blogs don't mean what we're necessarily saying is right or wrong. you got to go research. We're only basically introducing things to you, listener, for you to go and research yourself. We're not no spokesmen of the most high. We want to be. We like to be. We hope to be. But we can get it wrong. Anytime I hear anybody, I want to go research. So the brother basically is just throwing a really negative blanket on Paul. He may not mean to, but that's what it sounds I'm like. Not. As though, as though anything Paul say, you know, hold on, wait a minute now. Paul is supposed to be under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, the Ruach Akadesh. We are to listen to Paul as he followed Christ, and we're supposed to listen to Christ, of course, all of this we're trusting these translations, so we have to be careful. So let's take it one at a time, and I'm only going to take two things. What specific thing do you think Paul said that's going against what Christ said? No, I'm not saying 
that no, he's no, not no, going no, to that no, he's no, 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 no. Okay, let's say it another way. What specific things do you think Paul said that the apostles are saying different? Okay, that we are under the law. Do Paul okay. say that we're under the law? Paul said we're not under the law. Now, let's All just right. Who, now he said that to who, though? All okay. To all born again believers. Right. Let me let me step let me step. First of all, first of all, I don't think Brother Kenwin was like throwing shade on Paul. I think Brother Kenwin said it plainly that the other apostles they basically had a ministry to the Jews. Paul had a ministry to the Gentiles, and it, it was approached differently. Okay. Am I, is that correct, what you were saying, Brother Kenwin? Exactly, John. That's exactly my point. Okay. So, to me, to me, the I, I, I will agree 100% with what Brother Kenwin stated as far as what, what the church is absolutely guilty of, our contemporary church, and that is trumping everything that Paul has said, wrote, everything that he has taught above the law and the prophets. If you go to any given Sunday morning church, good 90% of them are going to be preaching out of the New Testament. They're going to be preaching something that Paul wrote. And they have very little foundational understanding of the Old Testament, uh, the Torah, and the prophets. And that's a problem because little do they know that's where Paul is pulling from. Paul, Paul, out of all of the disciples, was the most astute. He taught. He was taught by Gamaliel, who was well right. respected in all of Israel, and that's who Paul Good learned teacher. under. Yeah. Right. And so, and Paul, if you read the Old Testament and the New Testament, you'll find that even sometimes Paul wouldn't make a direct reference. To the Old Testament, but you knew what he was referring to, just like he would say right. a thorn in the flesh. He didn't say yes. anything about the Old Testament or the Torah or the prophets, but anyone who goes back and reads Joshua understands that if, that if you do not follow this law, then the, the different tribes that are in this land that you are supposed to eject out of this land, they will become thorns. And that's what Paul was referring to. So the point that I'm trying to make is that, and again, 100% agree with Brother Kenwin in this respect, that the big beef that a lot of the quote-unquote Hebrew Israelites had with Paul is because their beef was with the church, and that's all the church taught. That's all the church taught. I mean, I went through five years, the long, drawn-out route through Oral Roberts University, and they stayed in the they stayed in the New Testament all five years. <laughs> I'm talking about two years. I mean, chapel twice a day, uh, mandatory church, uh, mandatory Sunday morning services, New Testament. And so, if you reject, right. if you reject, matter of fact, I would even venture to say, if you got beef with white people, and you got beef with churches of white people. It is a natural. It is a natural progression to have beef with Paul because that's what they all taught. So I, <laughs> right. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, to me, but go ahead. 
I, I, I just, Paul, we love Paul. It's not that we got a beef with Paul. Paul did what he was supposed to do. <laughs> Paul's on our team. Paul made it to where we got our scriptures to this very day. <laughs> so, no, it's just the, 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 we talked about itself on Sunday, uh, white supremacy. And we understand that we live in a Gentile nation and Gentiles run this world. Naturally, uh, Paul would be like a mini Jesus to them because he's the apostle to the Gentiles. Of course, of course, that would be the church, right? But we're trying to get the members of that church, those, those, those Hebrew Israelites as members of that church, to understand that they are Hebrew Israelites. And actually, James, the way they taught in Jerusalem is the actual way you ought to approach Christ because that's, that's like who you are. Paul was not exactly taught. His gospel wasn't for um, Jews. But then again, uh, you can make the argument that we're Gentiles in the mind too, you know, because we don't know our identity. We, we don't know nothing. We if they told us that we was like apes before we came over here. So uh, the, the we clinging to Paul just like the regular Gentiles were, and it's just we're, we're shining light on all that. That's all, man. What I'm saying well, is this. Uh, hold on one second, brother John. Okay. Just let me jump in here real quick, y'all. Keep in mind, brother Kenwin and brother John, this. I understand what you're, what you're saying, Brother Kenwin, about the whites may favor Paul. But this is this kind of was what I'm saying. Again, we're letting these young people define too much. Instead of them listening to their elders, just like the church needs to listen to the Old Testament, they need to listen to their elders and get a more balanced view of this whole thing. They're letting their hatred towards white people cancel out Paul or throw shade on Paul or disrespect Paul. I done heard some very brutal things said about Paul from these from this camp, from these young people. And again, they get too much play. These same white people are the ones that's making us hear them more than others that are more seasoned in these churches that are teaching, that have fruit. You know, but they want to put these radical people out there front, and we think, and that's to, to really to stop the whole. Movie. And I despise that that right there. So all I'm saying is this: Apostle Paul teaches what Brother John was just saying, Revelation, I mean Romans seven, about. And I hear a little noise of somebody's mic, you know, right there. Boom, boom. It's not me. But, uh, it's not me. Uh, um. But Apostle Paul in Romans 7, as Brother John articulated beautifully earlier, spoke of a battle in his flesh. It don't matter if that's to the Romans or that's to the Hebrews. The battle is in the flesh. Does that mean because he was speaking to the Romans, he's going to say something different to the Hebrews? He said in his spirit he craved the Most High, his spirit. He served the law of life in Christ while his flesh at the same time was craving its world. How can that be, no, that's just for you over here, but not for you over there? That's the same. When he goes on to, as John was saying in Romans 8, when he says, there is now, therefore now no condemnation, what, does that mean to the Gentiles something but something different to the Hebrews? No. Those that are in Christ, there's no condemnation. So is the, is the Gentiles in Christ a certain way? 
where there's no condemnation, but in the Hebrews, they're not quite in Christ. It ain't two different speakings. Just because he wrote a letter to the Romans, wrote a letter to the Hebrews, it don't mean this don't relate to you. He does talk about how you there know, is knowledge they, 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 he did he did say some different there were some slight differences where he's saying, you know, you don't have to follow the law you don't have to follow a lot of the traditions of the law like we have to. You know. But just that you get rid of your idol, you don't have blood. Um, trying to find the scripture, uh, think of the scripture, but where you don't, you, you don't eat the blood, and you don't, you know. He was saying certain things to not. He said, "Don't put this whole weight on them that your forefathers weren't able to do in Galatians." So my point is this: I think what's happening is people want to justify their hate. Brother Kim, you have a better attitude than other people about this. I heard that Mike, somebody, Mike is just, goodness. Brother John. Oh, John, your Brother mic John. <laughs> yeah, it stopped, <laughs> just it stopped just then. But listen, brothers and sisters, I don't, the reason why I don't want to play with Apostle Paul is just because this man wrote half of the Bible, New Testament. Brother John, can you mute us yes. a few times to talk? I promise it's your line. Hold on a second, y'all. We got to fix this. You see it stopped, everybody. Yo, you're moving around. You're thinking we can't hear you, but you may not be touching your mic, but we can hear you. But we need you because you was making some very good points. We're coming back to you right after I finish here. But I just want to say I, the reason why I don't play around with Paul because that's all we need is to start throwing doubt on any other books of the Bible. Paul, no, we don't want to do that. Right. No, but no, saying, we don't want to do that. You might, you might not be doing it, Brother Kingwin. You may not be doing it. You're saying we love him. He's one of us. You're saying that, but I have heard people on this show, and I'm just going to be honest with you, Brother Pastor Chris is one of them. He said, "Man, he said, you know, the the, the Africans, you know, said they didn't have no books by Paul, but just a few letters." Those are Brother Pastor Chris is. I'm not talking behind his back. That's his exact words. He said it all the time. He said it more than once on the show. There's no teachings of Paul and the Africans uh, uh, um, back in some of the, the um, uh, uh, um, I can't think. He was just talking about back when the scriptures were wrote and how the Africans, they have no account of Paul. So it's, it's people saying more brutal things than what you're saying, and I don't want to in any way promote it. Uh, you know, I can't stop you saying what you're saying. I want you to be free, but I just want to come behind you and say, Pastor Paul, if we have to throw shade on anything you say, then it's going to be shade through everything you say. If that's the case, we don't know what this to do about the Holy Spirit, the the unction of the Holy Spirit. The, 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 he's the one that said you have an unction from the Holy One. Need not that any man should teach you. He's the one that talked about the fivefold ministry of the church. He's the one that talked about the validity of the church and what it stands for. If the, if Paul, if if there's doubt about Paul's teaching, then there's doubt about Paul's teaching. If there's doubt about Paul's teaching, then there's doubt about a lot of things we're saying and doing and believing. And if there's a lot, if there's doubt about a lot of things we're saying, believing, and doing, then we're in trouble. Brother yeah, John, I you can pull Paul. You can you can remove Paul from the Bible in its entirety. Matter of fact. It's, we should stop calling the Bible the Bible because it's not. <laughs> and I know this is this probably knocked a lot of people's shoes right off their feet. They're like, what? Listen, 
multiple books canonized under the observation of Europeans in the Bible. Some of them didn't make it. Like like uh, if you look in Chronicles and it says, hey, you can find out more about this king in this book. That book is not in the Bible. True. It didn't make it or was True. not found or whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, we in the United States, under none other than white supremacy, think that this Bible, that these 66 books is the end all, and it is not. It is not. The fact is that you can remove Paul and all of his writings from the Bible. God will raise up someone else (laughs) and give those same revelations to them, if need be. All that has been written the Torah, in the prophets, in the wisdom books, in the quote-unquote New Testament, or should I just say the letters, if you will, or the Gospels, because that's really, these are various different types of writings. Folks, none of these things, none of them supersedes your ability to hear directly from God himself. (laughs) You have the ability. I can dig that. You have. You have the ability to hear from God yourself. And at the end of the day, there's a lot that you may miss, but there's a lot that you will get. Just the ability to understand, do not walk down 54th Street today. Stay home till about 11 a.m. and then take 52nd Street. (laughs) I know I'm being very specific and, and probably a little bit jocular, with the matter, but at the end of the day, your ability to hear directly from God is no different than Paul's ability to hear from God, from uh, Jeremiah's ability to hear from God, from Moses's ability to hear from God. Do you think that you're any less of a person in the kingdom of God? No, you're not. As a matter of fact, the Bible says it plainly that of all women born of men, that there was none greater than John the Baptist, but in the kingdom, he is the least. John the Baptist. So out of all of those men, we know when John the Baptist came, that was at the advent of Christ and his ministry. So out of all right, those right. people, uh-huh. all of, matter of fact, what did John write? What 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 did John write, y'all? If somebody says the book of John was slap. <laughs> John didn't write anything, folks. John the Baptist did not write one the single book. Yeah, yeah, the scribe. Be that as... Well, no, 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 no. Even with, I know what you're saying, Brother Kenwin, John didn't write a book with a scribe. There's nothing that we have that John wrote. Oh, you talking about that wrote himself or? I don't, I don't understand. Exactly. It came out of his mouth and whether he wrote it or a scribe wrote it, the book of John did not come from John the Baptist. Well, so well what I'm saying. Hold on now. Say it. Hold on. Hold on, John. <laughs> hold on, man, because, whoa, you just, well, man, and, and you just threw a grenade just, in there or something. Yeah, yeah, he did, and that's good. Hold on, but, but we got a hand that's up, and I don't know how long the hand been up. So, y'all, you know how we do. We got in, We don't know how long this caller got. So do my favor and allow me to go to this phone call. Is that okay? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get him. Okay. 
Let's let's go to the phone lines. Okay, there's a person with an unlisted number. You don't want us to know your number, so and just let us know the name you wanted to go by in the city you're calling from. Your line is now open. Go right here. Good evening, everyone. I see you got the big guns in the house tonight, brother Seth. What's going <laughs> on? Y'all rocking and rolling, ain't you? <laughs> What's yeah, up? All right. Man? Hear your voice, man. What's well, up, Pastor actually, Chris? I, I hear you. That's not Pastor Chris. That's brother, that's brother Kenwin. Oh, really? Uh, I oh, okay. Pastor he thought I was Pastor Chris. <laughs> okay. All that's right. Yes, yes, sir. That's a good compliment, brother Kenwin. That's a good compliment, though. All right. All right. What's up, John <laughs> Clark? What? What's this L? Yeah, that's L. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, baby? It's LSU. Okay. <laughs> it took me a moment. It took me a moment now, look, to recognize. Now, I'm thinking like, who is this? Brother Ken, when you see how he thought you was Pastor Chris, you see what I mean? That's my point okay. right there. See, he actually thought you was Pastor Chris with what you were sharing. But go ahead. I just gonna and be intimately knows Pastor Chris, not by voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, I was listening to the show. I was cooking as I was listening, so I couldn't ch- chime in. And so I got a break. Um, but, oh, you're on a subject matter that is actually dear to my heart. There are, if you will, Brother Seth, a few corrections that are in order um, as far as the three things. Uh, now, I don't usually do this uh, as a resume, but for people to understand my perspective and my background in, in regard to this matter, um, I'm academically trained theologian. Uh, as a matter of fact, my emphasis was in church history. So often I hear a lot of people a lot of times um, discussing these matters, and I realize a lot of times people are not dealing with scholarship or dealing with the history or either they're just solely dealing with the Bible. As John said, there are other, there's numerous books uh, for, that are not in the closed canon, and that's what Bible means. It just simply means closed canon, uh, that were actually originally in the canon. So that's an indication that understand that this compilation is done by man. So at their will, those who are the guardians, so to speak, of the documents, they change it at all. And But they always do it for a reason. Let's go back to the issue of the Apostle Paul. Um, it is not by happenstance or circumstance that the Apostle Paul's epistles are the Bible, the New Testament is made up of almost two-thirds of his epistles. And you have only a few epistles from the very men who walked with Hamashiach. Well, that was done by design of the people who compiled that canon. Uh, the reason being is because you have to understand why did the canon come into existence? What was the objective? What was the motive behind it? And that was the Roman Empire and a man named Constantine. And so when Constantine comes to power, and many have heard this fable about him having this sign that he received, which is the sign of the cross, and by this he claimed that Hamashiach instructed him that by the sword he was to go and conquer and subdue and impose Christianity upon the masses, and that's why come the first Christian church as an institution is called the Catholic Church, and the word Catholic simply means an international approach. Now, so why come Paul's letters were the majority? It's because out of all of the apostles, only Paul, who had the commission from Hamashiach himself to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, not the gospel of the kingdom, but the gospel of Jesus Christ unto the Gentiles for their salvation. 
to be a light unto the Gentiles. So as a result, Constantine, the bishops, and those at the Nicene Council and the following council determined that if we're going to further the interests of the empire, which is a Gentile empire, a Gentile ruling empire, then let's add Paul's epistles more so than we do of the, those of the, of the Israelites, speaking of those who were the apostles of Christ, because all of them were Israelites. But yet we have only James, uh, we have the letter to the Hebrews, and we have Peter as far as those letters. So the question is, uh, did, did none of the other apostles, did they not pen letters? Did they not dictate letters to scribes? Yes, they did. But again, this thing we call the Bible, the canon, came about not so much as a spiritual impetus in order to give the world the information. It came about for the abject purpose of furthering the interests of the Roman Empire. So as a result, when you go to the New Testament, they are heavy loaded. They're heavy loaded with the epistles of the Apostle Paul. But if all you just do is just take your time and listen to the recent one that was given to the Hebrews, uh, if you read Peter's letters, if you read specifically James' letters, because it is the only letter other than the book of Hebrews in the whole entire Bible that is written specifically and addressed to the Hebrews. So that's why I can get wayside. Now, people are talking about Paul's theology. No, Paul's theology was on. There was no error in Paul's theology. It was an error in understanding because he was in a conflict between Pharisees who promoted the Torah, but they promoted it from their own war interpretation, and they thought that Paul was getting away from the covenant. And that's why, come if you read in the book of Acts, there was a time when Paul even took a vow with a number of other Israelites to prove that he had not repelled to the covenant, but that he had a message that was not for Israel, but it was a message for the Gentiles. Hello. There you go. Say it one more time for him. Real slow this time, please. Right. And so when you're reading, and when you're reading, <laughs> can you Paul's tell it letters, to sound real slow? Real slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and when you and, and when you're reading Paul's letters, but Brother Seth is absolutely right as well, because without Paul's letters, without epistles, we have no instruction. We have no information that gives us impetus in how the church. The ecclesia is to be constructed as a body of Christ. So he received that revelation, and I'm sorry, I know a lot of people with the Torah are going to have a problem with this. No, he didn't receive that from the Torah. He received it just as John alluded to. He received it directly from the Father himself, from Yahweh. Yahweh. And as a result, his, his doctrine was tested by those who understood. But just as there are Hebrews and there are Israelites today, who have been blinded to the truth, and the Bible says that unless you be born, and, and, and how, how much said unless you be born again, you can't even see the kingdom. So a lot of things that they're dictating, that they're that they're commenting on on Facebook and other different uh, avenues on the World Wide Web, much of their information is based upon disinformation. Like a dude was speaking today and made a post in regard to Creflo Dollar and saying that Creflo Dollar, because he repented of his erroneous teaching about tithes. Uh, he needs to take it to another step further and just say the whole prosperity doctrine and the whole prosperity movement was a fraud, and the people who benefited were the people who preaching, but not the people who were believing the most high for those things, so to speak. 
anyway, he said that he tried to use that as as as, as a a basis to disregard the New Testament say it was a fraud. I would say, brother, that's the case then. What about all the Hebrew Israelites that break the covenant every day, i.e. break the law? Does that all of a sudden now disavow the Torah? No, it does not. Brother Seth, I'm quiet and I'm listening. I am mm, Thank you. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, I hear you, brother. That was, good. that was good, brother. Go ahead, brother John. Okay. I have only one point of contention with Brother L. And a matter of fact, it's funny because we end up at this same spot every time we do this. <laughs> <laughs> we end up at the same spot every time we do this. The only point that I contend with L is that I do not believe that the Apostle Paul exclusively sent to the, the, the Gentiles. I believe that the Apostle Paul was sent. I mean, I shouldn't say sent because that, that's the operative word. The Apostle Paul attempted to bring that light to whoever was willing to listen. And the scripture that I'm going to use to, know, to let all persons know that he taught and had words and direction and teaching for the Jews was Romans, the very beginning of Romans 7. And Romans 7 says, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. First of all, to me, that is key because the Gentiles did not know the law. The Jews did. Okay. And it goes on All to right. say how, how, that, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. And he goes on to explain the laws that pertain to a husband and a wife. Um, and so the, while I'm inclined to believe that there's more that could be found, because uh, I've found them before, this one right here is, a, is the telltale sign. And to be honest, it's not really to contend with Brother L because – me and Brother L pretty much have very, very similar lines of thought. It's only to say that for the persons who believe that Paul is to be dismissed because he was only sent to the Gentiles, Paul out of his own mouth said he is all things to all men in hopes that he might win some of them. And Jews are part of all men when he says, I speak to them that know the law, that lets you know he's speaking specifically to Jews. That's all I say. Uh, yeah. Brother, Seth, Brother Seth, if I could, could I respond to that uh, since he's actually responding to something I said? And I'd like to go after you, Brother. I'd like to go after you. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, 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 what I would say what I would say to this, and this is going to be a very interesting, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even say twist on this. It's just an observation. And so the best understanding to get for Paul, and I do not dispute what Brother John just said. He is absolutely right in his regard to what he said. And even Peter made a comment about that in his letters to Paul, teaching things that even many Israelites had a hard time understanding and perceiving. The scripture says that Paul, in certain places, that Paul was in the, was in the synagogue on the Sabbath, which what was his custom, which is what he often, often did. So I don't dispute that at all. But let's go directly to Paul's again, because we're dealing with human beings. 
And so when we read the scripture, we have to understand, we have to remove these people from a sanctus, such an, a, a lofty position that we don't understand that we're dealing with human beings, and we have to fight for the scripture to understand that they had personal certain nuances and certain biases that even affected their ministry. Because Paul, when we talk about the Apostle Paul, which the brother on the line who I'm mistaken, Pastor Chris, for, would probably agree with me, is that if you do enough research, you'll find that Paul was actually a political pastor to the Roman government. And that's why I come, and also not only that, as being a citizen to the Roman government, he made an appeal to Caesar when he was going to be in order. So now let's go to the scripture, Acts 26.15, and it says this. 2614, and when we were fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me. This is Paul speaking, and saying unto thee, and notice the language. He said, in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard to, to be to kick against the prick. And I said, who art thou, Yahweh? And he said, I am Yahweh. Yahshua, I, I just have a problem with the name. Everybody who's reading it, they're reading it, they see Jesus. So if it says Jesus and you hear me say Yeshua or Yahweh, you know we're speaking about the same person. It says, I am Yahshua whom thou persecutest. But arise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness of both of these things which thou hast seen and of things in which I will appear unto thee. The living thee from the people and the Gentiles unto whom I now Send thee to open the eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto Elohim, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. That's the Apostle Paul's call. If you notice in there, there's nothing about Israelites. There's nothing about Jews. But there is one thing that we can see is a confirmation of what the Messiah said would happen to him. But most of his suffering was among Israel. Most of the persecution that Paul experienced was among Israel. And let us never forget, it was Israel who offered up Hamashiach to the high priest, to the Roman government, because they wanted to kill him, but there was no law that would permit them to kill him. So what they did is they joined hands with the state. So when you look at Paul, a lot of times a great deal of his persecution came from the Jews, came from Israelites. Paul was not sent according to the call of Hamashiach to Jews. He was sent to Gentiles. What scripture was that, Al? Brother Seth? No, that's good, but I'm just chewing on that. What well, you know you'd be proud uh, I think he said Acts twenty six fifteen. Am I right, Dale? Yes, sir. Acts twenty six, beginning with verse fourteen, all the way to eighteen. No, I'm okay. just chewing on all that. I'm just chewing on all that, brother. You know, you first of all, man, we miss you. I'm gonna say it again. We miss you, brother. I you miss you too, man. I really do. Yeah, man, we Somebody miss like you. You know. All right, all right. Now, if, if y'all, if y'all fellas no, don't mind, if y'all like to squeeze in, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. I just was real quick, real quick. Uh, uh, my brother Paul, I want to show you how much I love Paul, man. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. I'm in uh, Romans eight, uh, Romans nine, nine and one. 
I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ, for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants with us and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and whom as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all God blessed forever. Amen. And uh, that was a powerful statement. And, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of knowledge that we can get from Paul. Uh, from the Jew side. I, I don't want to come off like that, but I have to defend uh, that there's two little pathways here. The, the, I, my point is that apostles were teaching Jews. They were evangelizing Jews, and the law was, uh, they, they incorporated that in coming with Christ, and I all in, Charles. He didn't, it, it, Paul didn't teach that same method to them. That's all I'm saying. And if you and I was just trying to wake our brothers and sisters up that's in these churches that there is a light. You know, that is really that simple. And that's well, all thank I you, say. Brother Kim, for for clarifying that up. Y'all again you're tuning to the Five Swiss Bone Network. You've heard from you're hearing from Brother Kenwin Castleberry. He's trying to make his claim. Y'all just heard and appreciate you doing that, Brother Kenwin. Brother John is on the line also, everybody, as well as the one and only Brother Ella Shure has stopped by and joined us as well. So we're going to do it this time to take a little short break, Brother, because i got to reboot my computer, y'all, because when I click on y'all's line, it's not lighting up fast enough, and I know what that means. I just need to uh, cash out, clear my cash. So let me just take a little short break, everybody. We'll be right back again. This is really good. Is it current events? Well, yes, it is, kind of, because a lot of our brothers and sisters stuck. And, and if, it's, if, if, I, if we have millions of people or thousands of people stuck on this point, it's current events. So we'll be right back. Brother Ellis, are you going to hang out with us just for a minute? Yes, I am. I hit my phone on me. Okay, not a problem. All right, folks, we'll be right back again. You've tuned into the Five Zone Network tonight. I think I muted, I think I muted myself after I asked Brother uh, – um, Ella Shure. But again, tonight is Monday night, and folks, we're dealing with current events. And so I just want to thank you for your time tonight. All right. Just take a little short little break, brothers. This is I reboot my computer, and we'll be right back. Really good stuff. I hope y'all are really gleaning a lot from everybody's different angles because there's a lot of our brothers and sisters really, really, really stuck here. We'll be right back. Haven't you heard that God? The creator of the ends of the earth. He's not weary. And there's no search in his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And if you're weak, he makes you strong. Even the young men, they get weary. But they that wait on the Lord, he'll renew their strength. And they'll mount up with wings like eagles. They will run. 
And we're back, brothers and sisters. We are back again. Thank you for tuning in to the show tonight where we're dealing with current events. Right now we're talking about uh, beef that a lot of our brothers and sisters are having with Apostle Paul. We have on the line Brother Kenwin Casper all the way in the um, state of Texas, Tyler, Texas to be exact. And we have Brother John Clark all the way in Inglewood, California. And we have on the phone line Brother Ella Shule, who's normally a a co-host on the show. Just call a caller tonight who's going to be hanging out with us a little bit. Uh, Everybody's line is now open. Again, brothers and sisters, I want to thank y'all. Brothers, I want to thank y'all for tuning in, uh, joining, helping the show out tonight. Phone line, if you want to get a part of this action or have a question or comment, just go right ahead and press 1 on your phone, and we'll be able to get you in, okay? It's just that simple. We'll be able to get you in. Just press 1. If you have a question in the chat room, you know what to do. Just type your question, and we'll get to it as soon as we can. Okay? Okay. Uh, I think, Brother John, you were saying something. I think. Um, if not, whoever was talking last, go right ahead. Nope. Uh, well, it ended with me. Okay, Brother Kim, yeah, go uh, right ahead. Yeah, it uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, this is also current events, what we're talking about, because there is a clash between Israelites and uh, Christians right now as we speak. Uh, 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 there was a brother, um, he's a famous, uh, van- uh, not evangelist, but he's a pastor, um, um, and uh, he uh, came to the I- IUIC camp and uh, wanted to debate those brothers, him and a gang of uh, other um Christians and uh Christian pastors. <laughs> they all kinda came there. Uh looking for some smoke, man. And uh because IUIC has been going to the Christian churches doing the same thing. So I just wanted to put that out there that it is kind of pertaining to current events going around right now. Yeah, and Brother Ken, when it's interesting you should sit out. I'm glad Brother L shoot online because I want to know his take on that as well as Brother John. What do y'all think of the Hebrew Israelites going to the churches? And uh, just making this stance. And, you know, I remember LSU and I used to joke about this a long time ago, but I used to feel the same way. Folks, you have to remember, uh, uh, those of you that don't like what they're doing, a lot of people that have come into the light of Israel can't stomach sitting in churches with people talking about people in the Bible, knowing that's us, and knowing we have an identity crisis. I remember when I came into the revelation of who we are, and then we're going, we're going, to, we're going to go to Brother Ella Shua, Brother John, whoever want to come on next. But just really quickly, I remember I came into the revelation of this when I was at Calvary. I think I was at Calvary, downtown, pretty much a predominantly white church. I already knew who I was in Christ and was confident in who I was in Christ and knew that approaching the Father – it could be about me, whatever I was in the flesh. No, really, I believe that. And, I, and, and, and they're my witness, Brother John and Brother Elishua. They're my witness. I was praying for sick people, and they recovered. Sometimes instantly, not all the time. Sometimes they didn't, sometimes the sick didn't get healed. But I saw lots of miracles just with the Father using me. Not to talk about discerning of spirits and, and our activities with evil spirits. We was doing that. But when I found out African-Americans was one of the lost tribes of Israel, 
That was different. The Bible came alive. Well, what was it before you, brother? If it came alive then, the Muslim, listen, it was alive before, but it just made a lot, lot, a lot more sense. And I become to, I came to the big understanding, the biggest thing for me was I recognized this was our true culture. Whatever we were saying was black, soul food, dancing, being a being good at sports, or whatever silly thoughts we thought black was, it went out the window. It went out the window. And I got a more solid, solid sense of purpose and a calling and a mandate on not only my life but on my people's life because we were now Israel. That was a big difference. Brother Elishua, anything? And then Brother John. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, uh, the pastor, is it Pastor, what's the pastor's name again? That's more? Ken Castle Oh, no, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just a truck driver, brother. I'm not, I'm not a no, pastor. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, hey, okay. you well, brother Casper. Hey, hey, check this out. Check this out, brother Elishua. You lived mm-hmm. off Will, on Wilhelm Street, right? Do you live on Wilhelm Street? My aunt lives on Wilhelm Street. Uh-huh. Okay. You live over there. Uh, well, okay, anyway, by your aunt, there's a church named Golden Gate. You know what I'm talking about? Golden Gate Reverend? on what street? Which one? On Wilbar, the big Golden Gate, uh, past the Catholic area. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to get church. Okay, yeah. That's his people. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Great, yeah. great. Yeah, well, I wanted, my grandfather's what, brother. Okay. Yeah. What I wanted to say in regards to what you said about, because in, in you and Seth both are right, this is a very current issue among Israel. Because if you go on Facebook, if you go on YouTube, you go up any of these uh, social networking sites where you see Hebrew Israelites, there's always been this this contention going on between what I say are born-again, spirit-filled Israelites and those who are either Torah-only or the Tanakh-only, Tanakh speaking of the Old Testament. And so, but it's, but it's, an, it's, it's an expected conflict contention because we have differing beliefs. Uh, those brothers who believe, who are Tanakh only, or Torah only, they have not come into the revelation. Their eyes have not been opened to understand that we are now into a new covenant and that Hamashiach, the one whom they speak so disparagingly of, is actually the very one in whom Moses says that Yahweh, Yahweh will raise up a prophet among you from among your brethren and hear him, but yet they refuse to hear him. And, and that represents a group of people who I would say that if you check their motivations for being engaged in this truth, it is not surprisingly that they enter into conflict with what I would call established orders of the faith. So now the problem on the other end, and a lot of these people are young, and they have not come under the order of the body as far as understanding and getting understanding and getting clarity. So many of them have went out and they're speaking, but they haven't been sent. So they're going to cause confusion. But on the other hand, and I'm going to get to a point that Seth made years ago and a point that actually he alluded to today, which makes a distinction between true Messianic Israelites and those who are knowing that they're Israel, follow the Torah, follow the Tanakh, 
But they're actually, the distinction is that they're not born again. But yet they are very well versed in the Tanakh and in the Torah. And therein lies the problem, and therein lies the problem with Christian pastors, because many Christian pastors are not well versed in the Tanakh. They're not well versed in the Torah. And so, therefore, when they come in a situation like this, they come in a group of pastors or what have you, literally, you said something, my brother, and Brother Seth and everybody know on this, on this uh, who's listening in, who have heard me, know that I have an issue with a term that you use, and that in itself is part of the problem. Because when you say, I'm a Christian, the moment you say that, you have just basically engaged Hebrew Israelites in a contentious exchange. Because even those who of us who are Messianic, we not, not hold to the belief of what we would call institutional and evangelical Christianity. And we have various reasons for not holding to that. And it's, and it's, odd, it's ironic that you mentioned that because I wanted to bring out a point here in regard to that on the same chapter we were reading in the book of Acts, because in this the exchange that we were reading earlier is an exchange of Paul defending himself before King Agrippa, King Agrippa being a vassal of the Roman government. And at the end of his discourse, King Agrippa responds and says, Paul, you have almost made me want to be a Christian. Paul never, ever, in then nor in the scriptures, ever acknowledge the title Christianity. Brother Ellishore? That says a great let, deal. Let me, he, Brother Ellishore, we got a hand yes, that's sir. up. We, just, we got a hand that went up, and yes. I just talked yes, to him. So let me go quickly. Uh, 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 Brother John, go ahead. Yeah, before you take that hand, you may want to remind people about the 10, 10 o'clock rule. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, that's why I have y'all on. One of the reasons I have y'all on the show. Brother Ellishu, that was very good. Stay there. Very good, brother, to have you back. That's very good how you're breaking that down. Uh, again, John is right. Those of you that's listening to us and you didn't call the show, you clicked on the link, you have to call the show now as you're going to be disconnected in, in exactly five minutes, all right, because it's going to cut off everybody listening that way. You have to be on the phone lines in order to listen as we go over. We're not going to go over much because we don't do no three-hour shows no more, so we're about to wrap this show up in, in, in minutes here. But I do have a hand that's up, so let's do this. And don't forget to call the number. It's 914-205-5590. One more time, 914-205-5590. Brother, uh, let's see here, Eric code 682465. Go ahead with your question. Or your comment, we would like to know your name and where you're calling from. Uh, this is about uh, uh, Apostle Malachi, the Love Found Israelite Ministry for Texas. Hey, Good Brother Apostle. Malachi. Welcome, Brother. Shalom, Brother uh, Malachi. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Uh, I just wanted to speak briefly about what the uh, – the uh, IUIC uh, doing what they call the church split. Uh, okay. No, and, and uh, you know, it, 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 it's causing quite a controversy because one of the churches actually filed, uh, filed uh, 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 for, for them to a restraining order from them not to be up close to their churches. 
Um, and wow. uh, which they was granted it, but then the other judge overturned it and said that since they were on the sidewalk, that they couldn't, the church couldn't restrain them from, you know, their first amendment. <clears throat> but, you know, uh, one thing that I want to say is very briefly is that uh, uh, we have been suffering from an identity crisis as a people for so long. So that when a lot of our brothers and sisters learn that they're Israelites, uh, right there really just takes them off. But they tend to stop right there and not get the spiritual uh, intent or the revelation on what it really means to be an Israelite. So, uh, I, you know, some of these groups, why they are an ag- they are aggressive with the nationality part, but they have yet to obtain the salvational part. And I think Elishua mm-hmm. spoke on it. You understand? Uh, so when they come up to these churches, you know, of course, these, of course, we are well versed. And we are causing some type of pressure on the Sunday churches that we can see even with uh, Clepo Dollar. Clepo Dollar didn't really get no, I don't believe he really got no revelation about uh, what he got. It's just that Clepo Dollar has been coming up on a lot of heat from the Israelites who've been calling them out about how you're going to be pushing the tithing system, and that's a part of the, the, the Torah, the law, but yet you ain't teaching the other parts of the Torah, the law on the dietary part. You ain't teaching to keep the Sabbath. So they, they, they've been calling him out on that. And that's why he, he, he's, he's backed up. So right now, a lot of funded churches, they are on trial because they're not well-versed. But the problem with this Israelite awakening, and Ella Shua will tell you, is that a lot of our people, they're missing out on, on the spiritual intent of being an Israelite. And that's what I wanted to... Uh, because, you know, strangely enough, the Sunday churches, they do have some things that are partially right, and the Israelites have some things that are right, but also they have some things that ain't right. You know, they're too kernel, and because remember what, what John the Baptist said and what, what Yahawashah, Jesus said, he said, uh, uh, Yahawashah, uh, he said, uh, think not because you are the seed of Abraham. So the nationality is not enough. It's, it's, it's the initial start, and it's good that we know that, but it's not enough just to know it. you got to get the spiritual intent of what it is to be an Israelite, and uh, that's what I would like to say. Thank you. Well said. Uh, thank Bye. you, man. Thank you. Thank you. And Brother Seth, uh, that's, that's, very, that's, very, that, that, that's very good. He said that really quickly, Brother Ellis Shaw, uh, uh really quickly. No. I, I did no, not. I was saying I that not, brother John. I, hold no, on. I was brother John had something to say in regard in regard to. I think he was trying to get in before we took the call. I was just reminding you of that. That's all. Okay, brother John, go ahead. Uh, I think there is a certain degree of of harmony. I guess one would say amongst a bunch of wayward brothers on <laughs> on the side. 
five smooth stones network um the uh, understanding the fact that we're dealing with flesh and spirit um and you know apostle malachi props the apostle, apostle malachi for uh kind of hitting the nail on the head uh i would like to grab another couple of nails because i think it's well worth stating and you've heard me say it before when you take into consideration the promises one that's promised to physical or the uh, biological Israel and then the promises that are afforded the I would call them the born again believer you can call it what you what you want to call it um, it's not to say one is right and one is wrong by no stretch of the imagination am I just saying one is right, one is wrong. I think that it's important to recognize that you're dealing with two laws. And once again, I'll take this to the scriptures, Roman 8. I'm going to go to two different ones. It should become abundantly clear after these scriptures. Romans 8, and it reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit tells you right there, flesh, spirit. And then it tells you about two sets of laws for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Law number one have made me free from the law of sin and death. Two laws. Is there anyone on the phone that can dispute that we're talking about two laws in that particular sense? I'll give you five seconds. Speak up if you well, see. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Paul is talking about like um, like some kind of form of law for the Gentiles to abide under. It's not a form of law. It's an actual set of laws. As right. a matter of fact, mm. I would even venture to say, when there is a change in uh, priesthood, there is by necessity a change in the law. And so we're talking about two specific of laws. One is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and one is the law of sin and death. And sin and death is pretty easy. You sin, you die. Well, you did not get simple, though, Brother John. Well, you yeah, because that's... When you hold up, brother, hold up. Can I just real quick, John? When it says yes, the yes. law of sin and death, that's speaking about mm-hmm. a particular aspect of the most vague law, and that was the exactly. sacrificial law that applies directly to the covering of sin. And exactly. I don't know if that's what you meant. I don't know if that's what you meant. I think that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That, hold on. But here's the thing, brother, brother Elishu, and you. And again, I'm sure you'll attest to it. The law of sin and death was not meant for animals. It was meant for humans. Exactly. God's grace allowed us to put animals in place of us until such time that this new covenant came into being. What say uh-huh. you? Oh, I okay. say I say I told 
I say I say I totally agree. And for confirmation, because I love to point people to the words so they can actually read it for themselves. Because you're about to read a scripture that may shock you, especially a lot of people who are under the ban of quote unquote Christianity. If you turn to Romans ten and four. Paul is talking about faith. He's even talking about that which was prescribed under Moses. And then in 10 and 4, he says these exact words. Hamashiach is the end of the law for righteousness. When you speak in that, that category of law, you're dealing with the law of sin and death. And that's what literally Paul is confirming what he's already laid out in Romans 8, 1 and 2. It says, but the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from what? As John just stated, the laws of sin and death. That's why it says that the ordinances, the ordinances of the law that were against us, how were they against us? Because if we violated them, there was only one conclusion, death. Absolutely. Death. And it if, says that those laws, those ordinances were nailed to the cross, brother. Yeah, that that is absolutely true. And I'm letting you guys go at it. Ditto, 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 ditto. That's why I don't understand. We have to be very careful. I like to say it like this. We keep more than the law. Folks keep thinking we're trying to get away from the law. I don't understand. No matter how much I say it, folks, it's like I'm not saying nothing. They come behind me and they'll say it again. I believe in keeping the law. I just don't believe we're justified by it. Meaning, 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 if we, okay. The Bible says if you offend in one area, you're guilty of the whole thing. Why do people want to keep playing with that? They keep playing with it. Are you able to not offend in no area? If you can't say, yes, I'm able to not offend in no area, you better be looking for something else to please the most high because you're, you're, you're treading on dangerous waters. He said if you offend in one area, you're guilty of it all. That's why I don't play these games between homosexuality and lying and cheating. You do one, you're guilty of it all. If you lie, I can technically call you a homosexual. If you are jealous or you're envious, I can technically call you a child molester. No, no, really. That's good plan. No, really. That's preposterous. So you better, you better be looking. You better be looking for some blood to cover you. You better be hoping you can kill a, go, a, a lamb, a bull, or a goat. And you better know Aaron somewhere to administer that slaughter, that lamb, that bull, that goat for your sin. If you don't, you are yet in your sin. Don't play. Let's quit playing with this. So that's and why you better. Brother, we better one more thing. Yeah, one more. Real quick. Hold on. What you said. Okay. Hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. I just wanted to Hold ask something what you were saying. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. I'm listening. I just want to say to you, Brother Ellisure, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> True. This welcome back, bro. Bite. Welcome, brother. We missed that bite. <laughs> That's true. But, That's true. But no, all jokes aside, now we, I really do miss it. Really do miss your gift. Really do miss just the way you lay no stuff out. Only thing I want to say is this, Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin and Brother, oh, I forgot, Brother Malachi, your line is still open. Hopefully we answered all your questions first about Brother Malachi, right? Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hold on. All right, we're going to go ahead. Before you we're go. We're going to go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Because you, y'all do realize y'all in the middle, middle, middle of my monologue. <laughs> I don't know if you knew. Oh, my bad. You're in the middle of my monologue. 
But I'm not messing with y'all. My bad. Because I just, again, there was two scriptures I wanted to bring out. The first one I brought out because I wanted to make a distinction and say there are two laws, two sets, two sets of laws, and a lot of people are unaware of that. This particular scripture buttresses what I've just stated. This is Hebrews 3, and it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. I'm not going to go any further than that, but he he goes on to talk about how Moses was faithful in his house as a servant and how Christ is faithful in his house, whose house are we? Who are we? The people, not not. Not Jews or Gentiles, the born again, the persons whose spirit has been born again. Whose house are we? That Christ, at, he is, he, uh, he is. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Faithful in all of his house as son. The distinction, Moses, a servant. You can read all through the Torah, and you will see. The servant Moses, the servant. And it's not to say that like that's some, you know, downplaying Moses by no stretch, because if you read in the New Testament, you see that James calls himself a servant. Peter calls himself a servant. Are we not all servants? Yes, we are. However, do we come under the sonship? Because you're dealing with two different priesthoods. You're dealing with the Levitical priesthood and and you're dealing with the priesthood that came out from the order of Melchizedek that came from Judah, where the law, there's nothing in the law that says that there would ever be a priest from Judah. The laws, you have two different priesthoods. And the thing that I say to all people is one set of laws is better than the other. One priesthood is better than the other. And one set of promises, it's better than the others. (laughs) And so that's the point that I would want to bring out. Do you want to come under, in Galatians 4, do you want to come under Hagar, who was a bondwoman, or under Sarah, who was Jerusalem, who was the free woman? Because we know that uh, Israel, Hagar's son, Ishmael, if I'm not mistaken, Ishmael, he came, he was born of Hagar, and Jacob was born of Sarah, who got kicked out of the house. <laughs> it's an allegory. Sarah said plainly, that child will not have any um, of the inheritance with my son. And when she kicked uh, Hagar out of the house, what did God say? Let her go. I will make of him many nations as well. He will <laughs> princes will come from him. So I'm just saying there's there's a big distinction. So in your heart of hearts, every individual, if you ask yourself who is my high priest, you cannot say it's Christ and the Mosaic law, and you can't say that I follow the Mosaic law, but my high priest is Christ. Those are two entirely separate uh Priesthood and law, and the twain shall never cross. There may be laws, brother. That, brother John, brother John, I have one question to ask you. 
in regards to that. That was yes. good, Brother John. Why, why was it necessary for a new priest and a new law? Uh, aside from the fact that the old one was fading away and it was nothing more than a teacher, it was there to teach you. Okay. To bring okay. You- I want to say this, and I want... I want to say this in regard to what you just said, John, and I want everybody to please hear this. My last comment I'm going to listen in until Seth closes the show. This is extremely important because Christians have this confused. Hebrew Israelites have this confused. And I figured out, I figured out something. There are a lot of people who don't want to be under any kind of law. And a lot of those people fall under the banner of Christianship, Christianity. So as a result, they use grace like it's a license to sin because they are no longer, quote, unquote, under the law. But hear me real. In the same book that John was just reading, and that book is actually a discourse about the new covenant, what it is, what it isn't, how it's established, how it's instituted. And Paul and John just did a good job of laying it out, talking about the differences in the Melchizedek priesthood and that of the Levitical priesthood. But let's go to Romans, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8. And I'm going to start with verse 7. And it says this. Now, verse 6. It says, but now have he obtained, speaking of Hamashiach, now let's go to verse 5, who served under the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished of Elohim when he was about to make the tabernacle. Proceed, saith he, thou that makest all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, speaking of Amashiach, by how much also he is the mediator of what? A better covenant, which is established upon what? John just said this, better promises. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, speaking of Israel, he says, Behold, the day cometh, says Yahweh, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and left them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my covenant and regarded them not, says Yahweh. Now, here's the most important thing that if you don't hear anything else tonight, Especially my people who are Christians. And people who are Christians do not get it wrong. I have no animosity towards you. I just like clarity and understanding. I love you. I walk with you, pray for you. My mom's a Christian, and she is really a spiritual guide unto me. Now, verse 8 and 10. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yahweh. Oh, hear me now. I will put my laws into their mind. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Yahweh, what laws? He says, my laws unto their mind, and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a Elohim, and they should be to me a people. Now, remember, he's talking to Israel. He's talking to Hebrews. So when he says, I will put my laws, what laws is he speaking of? The same laws they couldn't keep. Now, taking consideration that I like to go with what Brother John always brings to my attention, and he is very right in doing so. He says, remember, that it's all up under the law, under the Torah, but remember, that was something they got in Mount Sinai, and that's something they got on the Mount. And the Ten Commandments were placed where? In the tabernacle, Brother John. Inside. 
inside the tabernacle. Inside so, the inside the not the tabernacle, inside of the ark. Inside of the ark, and that's what I wanted to get you inside the ark. So if they were placed in the ark of the tabernacle, and we call also what is it, the ark of the covenant. So that means that the heart of the covenant are the commandments. And he said that according to the new covenant, I'm going to place that on your heart and in your mind. He didn't change. He didn't differ. Things alter according to the progression. We're no longer in the land, and when we go back to the land, we won't go back to the land under the same priesthood, come on, Brother John, that we came out of. Love you, Brother Seth, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to say it. All well, right. Awesome, bro. I appreciate you uh, going down that road. Brother Ken, when I would love to know what you have to say because Brother Ella sure don't know this, but you actually have been on this for a while with us, this new law versus the um, – versus the um, this what Brother Ella Shue was saying, just let us know what you have to say about that because we've been talking about this forever with you. Please. Ella Be honest. I know, we're ra- I know we're wrapping up. I know we're wrapping up. What do you have to say? And in, in, did he shed any light to what? Because he didn't, he didn't even know that we didn't talk about this. But based upon what LSU presented, what do you have to say? Be honest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I don't think that we're in the new covenant just yet. And I think that's future talk, what he's saying, when it comes into our minds oh, and hearts. Hold on, because I, I, I believe that. Saying, I don't. I don't think he was saying he hadn't hung up, so I can go back to him. Brother Ellis, sure, if you're still on the line, were you saying that that's we're not in the new covenant yet? I don't think and this that's is what yeah, and that, and that's another conflict that we have within the house of Israel. We have those who believe we're in the new covenant and we're not in the new covenant. And brother, on the line, I would say this: if you believe Ken, the gospel, Kenwin, Kenwin, hold... Kenwin. Okay, yeah, brother, I'm sorry, brother, Ken, yeah. brother Kevin. If you All believe right. it's... Kevin, okay. Okay, if you believe the gospel and you uh-huh. believe the words of Hamashiach, if you believe the words of Hamashiach, yes. he clearly said this on the night before he was offered up. When he had what they call the Last Supper, which was actually a it was actually a Passover meal. It wasn't the Last Supper. That's the, that's what the Gentiles have tagged that and that's part of their customs and their tradition. But it wasn't the Last Supper, it was a Passover meal. And who was he? He was that Passover lamb. And before he was offered right. up to be that Passover lamb, he said this. He said, take this cup, take this bread and eat it. That's my body, which is going to be broken for you, and drink of it. Because this is my blood shed of the New Testament, of the New Covenant. Uh-huh. So the blood of the New so Christ's blood ratified the New Covenant. When he died right. on the cross, the new covenant came into existence, my brother, per his own words. He said, this is my blood, which is the ratification, the enforcement of the new covenant, because there cannot be any covenant without a shedding of blood. And that whole book we just read from, the book of Hebrews, is a trustee on dealing and addressing the nuances of the new covenant. Okay. Okay, brother. So you're basically saying that we got the laws in our minds right now, then. Exactly. It's real simple. I put it real clear. Okay. When I go to the car, someone when I go 
when I go to defraud someone according to my flesh, and I'm not going to be like most people when say, no, I never had those thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I do. I came out of the world. I came up from hell. I didn't come down from heaven. So I have certain things to do, uh, things that I came out of and God delivered me from. But here's the thing. Now that I'm born again, matter of fact, here's a perfect example. You're going to love this, Brother Seth. You're going to love this. This is how I knew I was born again. I was born again within the Texas Department of Correction. I was in prison. I had grew up somewhat in the church. I even went to a Pentecostal church when I was 13, 13 14 years old. I was, used to hear them pray in tongues and all that. But I wasn't born again. I wasn't born again. And so literally I ended up in the Texas Department of Correction. One night I woke up on a Friday night. I came in from work. My work did and woke up about 8.30 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock. I'm sitting on my bunk. I'm in a dormitory. I'm sitting on my bunk. I, I am severely depressed. I look across from me. There's a preacher who happens to be accompanied me when I came to that particular unit because we got transferred because we were in an academic offering that they were giving us. We were in a class. And he had a Bible. He said, come here, talk to me. He came and talked to me. He prayed for me. He had a Bible that was so marked up, I was like, how can you actually read this Bible from all your markings? He said, well, you're going to have to do that yourself. And he gave me the Bible. He said, it's yours. That night, I got down on my knees, and I prayed to the Most High. That night, I was born again. How do I know I was born again? And Brother Seth, if you know me, and you do, Brother Johnny, you know me. What I'm about to tell you, you can know that that was God. Okay. The next morning, I went to the child line. I'm getting my food. And this dude, some dudes behind the child line, because we're new to this unit, so they don't always test you and try it. Try it. He said, yeah, look at that little red PC or whatever. Uh-uh-uh, I can't say that. The colors are mine. Now, guess what? Uh, okay. I responded okay. to him. I responded to him the way I have responded to any situation heretofore until that night, that faithful night. And this is how I responded All to right. him. All right. MF, I will come across that line and beat your MFA into the ground. Who the hell you think you talking to? You want some? Nigga, come get some. Immediately after those words left my mouth, I felt something I had never felt in my entire life. You know what I felt? Conviction. Okay. What I just Are you saying? wrong. What All I right. just felt right. was conviction. Conviction of what I just did was wrong. You know what that was? That was the law operating on my heart. Okay. That was so the, uh, that every, exactly what everybody. New that, was a, that was a new covenant in operation in my heart because now, brother, I had read, read it in a book, whether I had read it in the Torah. I knew that my actions and my words were contrary to the will of God, and I didn't need any human being to tell me that because that was written on the table of my heart. I'm okay. now born well, of the Spirit. All right, brother. Do you associate the new covenant with the gathering of Israel going back in the land? Yes, yes, just like I associate. All right. Have we been the, gathered the, back to the land yet, brother? Okay. Okay, here's the thing. Do you believe in the empowerment, the fulfilling of the Holy Spirit? Do you believe in the fulfilling of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Well, yes, I, I do, okay. brother. I do. Okay, you do. Then let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What did Peter say when they were in the yeah. upper room? And they'd be, hold up, hold up. And they begin to question him 
about what was going on. Did not Peter say, this is that which the prophet Joel spoke of, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon our flesh. But here's the thing, brother. If you go back and read the book of Joel, that's not all of the prophecy. That's just part of the prophecy. Because of the Okay. All right. Well, I, I can dig that, that then. In. Okay. I can dig. You said it's part of it. Okay. So we, well, so yeah. that means it was established, but we're not, we're not, we, we associated with marriage. We haven't went to the altar with Christ yet, basically what you're saying. We haven't, we haven't came, we haven't got a, I mean, because brother, clearly we don't have uh, laws in our minds and hearts today. Clearly. No, 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 no. Now, what you're doing now is you're taking your experiencing and you're about to impose it on the whole community of people. And I just clearly gave you an example where the law of not to defraud your brother, of love thy brother, love thy neighbor, where that was written on my heart, and it caused Dietary. me to have conviction uh-huh. about what I said. Now, again, what it said about Joel, the thing is that what Peter the Apostle said, we're not talking about anybody. We're talking about Peter the Apostle, the man who stood up on that day and 3,000 souls were added to the church, to the ecclesia. He said, this is what's been spoken of the prophet Joel. But when I go read the prophet of Joel, I say, well, this is only the beginning. This is not the complete act, the complete fulfillment of it. But yes, there is more. Right. But this is yet I, I'm in agreement because, with you, brother. So, 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 but here's, here's the thing. The new covenant does not come by a changing of law. The new covenant comes by, came through it. Just like we, the blood was shed for it, it says this. When they asked the Most High, when, when the Nicodemus asked the Most High, he said, how do I come into the kingdom? He said, how do I get into the kingdom? And he said, you must be born again. He said, you must be born of the water and you must be born of the spirit. And there again, we see a difference between the flesh and the spirit, that contrasting that, that Brother Paul spoke of. He said, the, he said, that which is born of the natural is the will of man. That is born of the spirit is the will of God. And he said real clearly, right. he was born of the water and of the spirit. Well, when you're nine months but, old, when you, until, you, until, you, until you're birthed out of your mother's womb, you are in a bag of water. That's the natural birth. That's the natural birth. That's the will of man. But he said that after that, in order for you to see the kingdom, gotcha. you must be born of the spirit. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's the but promise of the My God. point, all right, I just want to make sure I'm on the same page with you now. Christ is coming back, right? He's gonna gather yes. us back to him. Do you believe that too, right? That's what the scriptures say, right? And then it says that he's gonna do something to our minds and heart in that day, right? But we do know he established it at the last supper, right? So wouldn't that be considered like a parable of the of him and the five virgins? All right, uh and they not having their oils in their lamps and when he come back and all that, right? Uh, that's the two thirds. Not gonna. I mean, you all. When you when you look at the whole totality, right? Uh, we're oper- lots of us, man, in the Christianity and Islam, and we're scattered among the Gentiles. And it's obvious that we don't have the dietary law in us. We don't have a lot of these laws in us, man. All right. Uh, but you say we must be born again. I believe I'm born again. And uh, I, I'm still learning right now the, these laws. I don't have them Brother all Kim, memorized. Brother Kenwin, let me say this. Yes. Can I say to Brother Kenwin? Brother Ellis, sure, I want you to finish if you're not done, because 
No, I'm we done. I'm done. If anything, no, 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 no. Let me just say this real quick. You're good. You're good because we've been we've been talking, brother Kenwin, and it don't mean we're no better than him. He could be right. We could be wrong. But I love what you're doing because I've shared with him. I think brother John shared with him, and and. The brother is not whistling Dixie. He's really saying some strong things. So I appreciate the dialogue. So whenever you're done, I'm patient enough to wait. But I've got to interject real quick. Keep in mind, Brother John may have some as well. I just want to no, say I was this actually to you. Done. Yeah, I was actually okay. done. I just want to say well, that, well, Brother John, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm done. Thank hold you. Hold on. Let me interject, and then you can okay. do what you're doing, and Brother John can too. So, Brother Kenwin, I want to say this. I actually forgot my point, but I do want to say something that, brother, it'll come to me. Brother Elishua just said something Brother Purcell Porsche said. And out of the mouth of two witnesses, Born again. two to know about the Lord's Supper. That was major. Brother Porsche don't even know, Brother Brother Elishua don't even know Brother Porsche said that. So don't take lightly the Lord's Supper and what Christ said. The other thing I wanted to say to you, don't forget what I just said. That was major. He said exactly what Purcell said. He don't even know Brother Purcell said that. The other thing I want to say is this. You say he haven't put the dietary laws in us. You say that often. He haven't. We don't know this. We don't know that. And I vehemently disagree with you because if we be honest, now we may not do it, but there's a conscience we have. The Bible says you have an unction from the Holy One. It means not that any man should teach you. We do a lot of times know what to eat before any doctor, before any – it's just something that is in our – That is Hear me out. Oh. Hear me out. 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 Let's just say it is Paul. Let's just <laughs> say it's Paul. The bottom line is the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. There is millions of people that have said they heard a voice that said, don't eat this, and later on it saved their life. There's millions of people that said they heard a voice. These, my point to you is this. People want to hold on to laws written. And the Bible talks about the law with, with no spirit, that letter. Kill it with no spirit. And the Bible further states the law is for the lawless. People got to understand, just can't skip over that verse. What does that mean? That's what I'm Paul trying to again, say to you, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is what I mean by you can play like you with Paul and you're his brother and all that. But see, now it's like, oh, that's Paul, throw that out. That's Paul, throw it out. So here what yeah, you're saying, too. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to talk long, really, because I want to get Brother Elishua. I want to be giant, so I just want to be here. Give me no more. I'm, if you could just hold it, 45 seconds. And I do me. I'm looking at the clock. Brother, I want you to – you just can't hear something and throw out and say it's Paul. If you don't believe Apostle Paul, don't play with it. Just say, I don't believe that guy. Quote him. Then we know how to treat you. Then what we have to do with I you. I do believe in Paul. Y'all oh. like you ain't hearing me all night. I don't get it. Okay, if you believe in Pastor <laughs> Paul, if you hold on, if you believe in Pastor Paul, I just quoted him. So hear me out. Right. I'm quote him again. Then I'm out. Then I'm out. I'm out. Because at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit's got to be the one to convince. We can go back and forth, back and forth. And I think a lot of times, to be honest with us, 
to be very honest, and I hope I'm not failing my own test, I think at the end of the day we don't want to believe because it messes with our theology. We've got to go back to the drawing board, and it was too hard to give to where we're at. We've got to go back and we've got to start over. My point is this. No one could keep the law, brother. So you can keep hollering by, we've got to keep the law, we've got to keep the law. Well, why are you putting something on people that you, nor your parents, nor your foreparents could keep? That's one, stop, one thing right there. Stop. Stop. Don't ignore that. Yeah, but we've got to keep it. Don't just stop right there. You can't keep it. You haven't kept it. And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about faith. Your foreparents haven't caught it, kept it. Your ancient forefathers have kept it. Seems like to me you should be open up to something where we can please the Father. And as Paul say, Paul said, go before Yahweh or Yahweh, botless, boldly. How can you go before this God boldly and you try to keep the law and you can't keep the law? So you'll never be able to talk to the Father boldly. And again, what are you going to do with all these millions of people that have been told how to eat by that Ruach? Did he not put it? Maybe you can't hear it. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you don't have the Holy Spirit. Maybe you haven't, as Paul told some believers. Have you received the power since you believe? Hey, 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 you. Have you received it? It's been sent, but have you received it since you believe? Or have you been taught against it and you're rejecting it? So maybe that's the question of the day. Have you re- Because if you receive the power since you believe, it's going to instruct you in all things. How can you say to Christ, that's not true? Christ said the Holy Spirit is going to lead you in all truth. How can you come behind him and say, no, no, no this ain't Paul. How can you come behind the Messiah and say, no, it ain't going to instruct me on diet. I need the law. I need the law. It's going to instruct you in all truth. No, it ain't going to instruct me on how to, how to do this. I need the law. I rest my case. Brother Elishua and then Brother John. Brother Elishua and then Brother John. We're wrapping up, y'all. Brother John, can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? No, I can't. Yes, I can hear you just fine. It, let me step in. It's simple. Uh, it's not a necessity. It's not like we're trying to we, – Brother Kenwin does not need to be converted or anything like that. Brother Kenwin, just like us, working out his own salvation in fear and trembling. Hold on, Brother faith, John. I got to say this. I got to say this. I got to say this. I'm not you saying be he's kidding be converted. But perhaps, perhaps, perhaps it's a deal with the Holy Spirit. I'm very serious. A lot of believers haven't received it, and maybe that's why they're not able to accept it's, it's, it's functioning because they don't believe it. I'm serious. Brother, there there are plenty of Old Testament saints who did not receive the Holy Spirit. Saints. Am I oh, right I believe or wrong? He's converted. I know he's converted. I have no doubt in my mind okay, he's so, one of us. But I'm talking about this Holy saying, Spirit. If he have if he have trouble with Paul, listen, Brother John, and I promise ten seconds. If he have, I, I, I don't have a trouble with Paul. I well, think that y'all got a trouble with Paul. If people we do. listen to you tonight, if people listen to you tonight, every time we mention Paul, you say, "But that's Paul again." Why are you saying it, that? He said yeah, it because I see us on the, the same team as the body of Christ. I can see two. I see two: the Gentiles and I see Jews both going toward Christ. I see the Jews with the law, Gentiles without the law, and I see you saying, "I don't believe in Paul because I ain't walking like a Gentile." And that's the confusing part of our whole conversation. He does. He does have a point 
access because he he said plainly at the very beginning that Paul was going to give a gospel that was specific to the Gentiles and the <laughs> other uh, apostles would give a gospel that was specific to the Jews. So if you say something that Paul wrote and he says, but that's Paul, he's saying plainly, I'm not a Gentile. <laughs> That doesn't apply. So it's not like he doesn't it's going have a right over the heads every time. Brother, just because Paul says something to the Gentiles, you ever wondered this, and then I'm going to let Brother John finish because I don't think Brother John was saying Have you ever wondered this? <clears throat> just because Paul speaks to Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, why do y'all think because the letter said to the Galatians, it doesn't relate to the Hebrews? Philippi, it doesn't relate to the Hebrews. It, listen, 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 please. Who do you say relate? I don't. Hear me out. Hear me out. Then I'm going to let Brother John have final. And then we just got to wrap up. Pick this up maybe Thursday. For real. We got to wrap up. Listen, please. Brother, I think the enemy, the enemy, not you, you're not the enemy. And when I say about the Holy Spirit, I wasn't playing. Because the Holy Spirit is going to Christ said the Holy Spirit will lead God to tell the truth. You're talking as though we need something else to lead and guide us into truth. Christ said the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. You're saying we don't have it yet. He's going to put his truth in us. Listen to what I'm saying, and, and then I'm out. Because I don't want to force you because you have the Holy Spirit like I have. I guess. I'm hoping. I know that it's been given to us, but whether or not you received it, because it is, again, Paul, and he was wrote to, I think, uh, this is actually the book of Acts. So I don't know how you feel really about this. Because if you have trouble with Paul, you're not going to have confidence in scriptures where it relates. This is Paul because he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So if you have trouble with Paul, you can't have confidence when he was talking to Corinthians about the gifts. If you think he's talking to just the Corinthians, you may have trouble with the gifts of the Spirit when he talks to the Corinthians. I think some things, he just because he wrote a letter to Galatia don't mean not you Israelites. Just like when he wrote the book to the Hebrews, I don't think all of the uh, Gentiles can say that it ain't to us. It depends on what he was talking about. If he say trust God and he talks to the Hebrews, you can't say, the Gentiles can't say, well, that's not for us. If he said I was thrown in prison and I trusted God and God brought me out, y'all brought me out, Gentiles can't say no, he was just talking to the Hebrews. My point is, it's causing some confusion. I think, again, because a lot of us deep inside don't want to go with Paul. It's just, just my opinion. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You said Paul is my brother. I understand. But everything Does that hold an issue, Seth? Say it again. If someone decides that they don't want to go with what Paul said, does that pose an issue? That does pose an issue because Paul it is – Listen, listen, listen. The bottom line is you the have a line. whole you have you have a lot of saints that went on before us who didn't have Paul. What I'm trying to say, brother, is this, and I, and I, I promise this is the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm, I promise this. Here's my point. You do have other authorities outside of Paul. You do have an unction spirit from the Holy One, and need not that anyone should teach you. You do have the Holy Spirit as Christ said, and He will lead and guide you into our truth. But all these folks that's got this, if they can't get the same teaching, somebody is not listening. And this is why you need teachers like 
each other and Paul to Paul, he's one of the others too, to dissect and to explain the scriptures. If we're going to start questioning Paul with us halfway here in the unction that we have, we're in trouble. I'm out. We're not. We're not in trouble, Seth, because you have to keep in mind. I follow James and Peter, man, and John. There you go. Matthew. And so the the revelation. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. (laughs) There, There isn't. It's almost like saying that, okay, I know half of the alphabet. You know all of the alphabet, but I can say it in Spanish, <laughs> and you can't, or whatever. It's more additional information, but it does not negate the fact that God has the ability to speak directly to you, Brother Seth, to Brother Elishua, as well as myself, Brother Kenwood, Brother Porsche, rather. It may not be such that we can share and understand the same revelations because I mean, really, we, like I said, white supremacy, they real big on Paul. They love that guy. If someone... No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they, no, they don't. No, let me say this. Let me say this. No, they don't. No, brother Seth, you, you literally told me that you would not message. say anything else. No, no, they don't. They don't love... Then I'll retract. I, I'll, I'll retract my statement just so I can finish. I'll retract. I'll retract. They can't love Pastor Paul. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Let me say this, y'all, real quick. They can't love Apostle Paul. Because figuratively speaking, Seth. Well, you got to be careful with figuratively speaking because it's still showing, throwing shade on Paul. Let me finish and then you can say whatever you're going to say. But the king can have last words. We can wrap up. Just let me just get this out. I'm not playing with this issue with Paul. He is a voice piece of, I believe, the Most High God. I'm not playing with James. I'm not playing with Peter. I'm not going to throw out Peter. I'm not going to throw out James. I'm not going to throw out Peter. I'm going to throw out James. I'm not going to throw out any of the scripture because you know why? I don't listen to that unction and have the teachings of any of them that down that, that good. Now, this Apostle Paul literally wrote almost everything seemed like we know about the church. A lot. He's wrote half of the New Testament. If you can extract half of the New Testament, you probably can get away with a lot of things. If the Father wants to use this man to write more than James and Peter and all of them, who am I? I don't have the kind of authority to do that. And these Israelites, to me, to me, to me, are one of the most confused groups I've ever seen. Now they're unchanged. They start, you know, at one point, couldn't nobody listen to them. We're supposed to be going and reaching all these other nations. Now they done changed their tune. I'm not waiting on another Creflo dollar. I'm not waiting them to come along and say we were wrong. I'm not going to follow you in the first place. My point is this. If you're under the law, you're under sin because you ain't keeping it. That's, that's what I have to say to them. You you not you know you don't have confidence in the blood if you have confidence in the law. You can't believe that the the blood is wiping your sin away, but that we have to. Keep, of course, we have to keep laws, but the bottom line is we're not justified by. But the way they're teaching is you're justified by the law, but yet they can't keep the law. So they they don't even have the confidence in the blood based upon that teaching right there. So I have trouble with them. 
That's why I don't play with this law. I believe we keep every law we possibly can, and I do think we're going to fail, and I do thank the Father for the blood. We don't sin. We don't abuse grace. But I thank God that I know the difference. That's number one. Number two, this is just me, brothers and sisters, listen to me. Y'all heard Brother Kenwin. You heard his concerns. You heard Brother John. You heard his articulation. You heard the breakdown. Y'all have to go and decide on your own. You have to judge yourself and judge all of it on your own. Just know me, brother, sister. It don't mean nothing because I got the blog. It don't mean I can't be wrong. But I'm going to tell you this, and I'm out. I wouldn't throw away nothing in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, either. Go ahead, Brother John, and then Brother uh, Brother Kim. We're wrapping up. Brother John, Brother Kim, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Okay, you go ahead, Brother John. Got us on mute. He may be in the middle of doing something. Go right ahead. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Um. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's clear and evident that, uh, yeah, we disagree on Scripture. I believe I do have the Holy Spirit, and and that's like you hammer away at white supremacy, uh, hoping to fix, you know, white supremacy. I'm hammering away at our own people who, are, who just can't seem to get it, okay? And, yeah, I'm just a man, just like you are, and uh, I'm uh, still going to keep trying and trying uh but thanks for having me on your show brother and i look forward and uh coming to the next one shalom shalom y'all well shalom shalom let me just say this to you brother kenwin please know we all cool this is what we do we disagree lsu and i and brother john and i have had trash beliefs and we yet it's taking we got to learn how to just disagree and not be disagreeable love you brother just know that i ain't playing with that brother john one more time, Brother John, can you hear can you hear us? Okay, Brother John got some issue with his line. His line is open. Um anyway, brothers and sisters, just know uh you've heard from every heard from me, you heard Brother John, you heard from Brother uh Kenwin. Y'all have to just go and be prayerful and just go I hear somebody clicking. Brother John go ahead and try it again. Brother John. He dropped finally, so I guess he had a problem with his line. Anyway, as you know I put a lot in the first and last song. I would I would really strongly advise brothers and sisters you hear this final song. I think that uh, it's gonna help us um, encourage us encourage our hearts as we uh, um, finish up the show. I do want to just say this really quickly. This is what we do, brothers and sisters. You you getting it raw, brother Kenwin? I I really brother respect you for just holding your beliefs. Y'all see, he ain't no he ain't no wimp. He's standing up. And this is what you can do. You can call our line as well, and we'll respect you. I think we're respecting him as best we can. And uh, uh, you heard Brother LSU. You heard Brother John. This is what we do, y'all, okay? Next Thursday is going to be our next show. It's going to be open forum. We will probably hit the same topic, to be honest with you, because I don't think we're done. And so if y'all know any brothers and sisters kind of stuck here, um, invite them to listen to the show on Thursday. Love every single one of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. From all over the world, people are beginning to come together, to join hands and to give praise to our Lord. From every denomination, we are breaking down the barriers that have kept us apart for so long. Together, we are all members of one body. Because of the blood of Jesus, 
we have now become the people of God. With our lips, let us say one confession. With our hearts, hold to one truth alone. Because He has erased our transgression. He's named us and called us His own. His very own. Where the people of God Called by His name Called from the dark And delivered from shame One holy race Saints everyone Because of the blood of Christ Jesus the Son God. 